Welcome back to the Four Nerds Save the Universe podcast. There's three of us today. Yes, Bird. Bird After decided two weeks of he subbing was... somebody out. <laughs> yeah, Bird decided he was going to go bunny shopping right when the podcast was supposed to yeah. start. Then so we Bird, started waiting. We're adopting. Bird, Bird somehow forgot about our weekly podcast that happens the same time every day, yeah. every week. Uh, so he's not here. Uh, whoops. Yep. Oh well. We'll, so it'll no, be fine. No one's subbing for him today because we didn't know he wasn't going to be here. But here we are. Yes, and he might be here within like ten minutes. Yeah, too. that's maybe. the crazy part. Or maybe he'll show up tomorrow, just in time for nothing. I mean, no they're one gonna knows. Get their bunnies. He's crazy. He's a maverick. <laughs> well, they they didn't buy the bunnies today. They were just looking at. They were just <laughs> looking at the right. bunnies. So he's getting bunny pets, but there's like a waiting period, like they're buying guns or something, which is pretty. Well, that's because they're like shelter animals, and yeah. they probably need to be placed in a good home because they don't want them to return to the shelter anytime soon. Yeah, I think it was also one of those where the uh, the bunny owners are very specific. I'm just imagining, about, like, like, I'm imagining they come with a bunch of rules, like don't feed them after midnight and don't get them wet. <laughs> I, it's more like don't feed this to your your like pet wolf or whatever. larger, more ah! powerful rabbit. <laughs> I mean, I suppose it's like some kind of vetting process. It'd be like, you know, people adopting children. I mean, all joking aside, my brother brother works at a pet store and uh, it's his job oftentimes to like deny people pets, basically. And they get mad. I mean, mean, it's (laughs) Because you're just saying someone's not good enough, basically. They're a living creature. And I mean, one can sort of say... uh, I don't want to like get into stuff, but you know. But guess how many people respond well to being told they're not capable of of taking care of an animal? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. not well. Like you literally being paid to judge people. He's good at that though, so it's fine. Probably his He's passion. <laughs> He's also true. So uh, let's see. I guess what have you been up to this week, Keith? Seeing as we might as well start with things. Uh, not a t- not, not a ton. It's actually, I've been really stagnant lately, lately, being stuck playing the same games forever, which is part of what has led to like a, a structural change, actually, that I just announced today on my channel, where I'm talking about finding a really specific number of like how many shows I'm going to have at once, and uh. my new strategy is I'm just going to play games till they're done, and then pick new games to start, and I'm just going to ignore release dates, basically, is my new approach. And we're gonna see how that goes because it's obviously like the antithesis of what kind on some level like what you're supposed to go for, but like, I was like, oh, uh, like if I if I want to play something new around its release date, then I'll just be like, okay, I'm finishing my game. Uh, what comes out around that time? Or maybe I'll just p- play stuff I'm late to. And uh, some of it's just because of the insanity of like every time you start a game, every time it starts, then it starts stacking everything insanely, and it becomes unmanageable. And you either you either get get in my situation where you just have too much stuff going on and you have really convoluted patterns for your schedule that make them mm-hmm. all continue. Or in the case of most channels that are, that have more sane approaches to this, they just cancel everything <laughs> to make room for the new stuff. And I, uh, I've noticed that a lot of large YouTubers will do one or two anything episodes ever. of... Yeah, Either of series that are well, brand it's, new. So it's they get the super for common. It, and um, then they ditch it. They're so... I, I originally saw, I guess, this style with the Game Grumps a long time ago, where effectively uh, the trick is you only do you only do a small handful of episodes uh, because 
most audience members will I mean, only generally even, watch... even now Game Grumps' approaches where they maybe they record seven videos as a test, like a pilot. Yeah. Always seven? Yeah. Because that's a yeah. week. Huh. They record once a week for some reason. Yeah. Um, and so they do about seven episodes, and then after that, people start start to drop off. It's uh it it makes a lot of sense. It's just very uh, irritating if you're someone who likes to ever see shows that continue longer than that, basically. Yes. I mean, there has to be some kind of retention, because there are a number of fans that have said, you know, hey, we watched the entirety of the series. Well, yeah. but- I mean, that's, that's actually, like, super good for some people, because a lot of fans will be like, hey, you know, I do want to continue seeing this. So that was me with Holy Potatoes Weapon Shop and Rain World and stuff like that, because there were a lot of people that were like, I actually want to see the ending of this game. Oh yeah, but, we've both gotten our fair number of views before because someone like Markiplier or Achievement Hunter started a game and then we finished it on our channels, so they yes. came to us because the people they were watching didn't continue. Like that's I got a huge boost for the witness because uh Achievement Hunter did a single video on it and they were trashing it and shit talking it and just making the whole thing miserable. But some mm-hmm. people would watch that video learning about the witness for the first time and be like, actually I kinda wanna see what that is. And then they came straight mm-hmm. to me because I was in the sidebar of that video and I got like demonstrable and like, like, like you can see the data for it actually of like act- people actually coming straight to me from Achievement Hunter, which is weird to watch. I'm like, but that's mm-hmm. what, that's the channel I watch. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my new strategy is I'm just going to, I'm, I'll just tr- like, I'm just going to try to be choosy, I guess, about what I start in the first place. But like I'm just going to be along the ride for that until it's done, basically for most in most cases, and then start something then. And some of it's um, there's like a few motivating factors. Like one is that like my my Patreon is like half my income, so like mm-hmm. the being trendy isn't like how I make a living right now, which is weird to think about. But also like in my indie slots that I have, because at some point a while ago, which in which what kind of te- what kind of caused this entire change to happen is I made I made a dedicated indie slot, and that was because. I got frustrated by the fact that I like playing indie games, but every time I'd start AAA games, they're so goddamn long that they would just occupy mm-hmm. my entire schedule. And before long, like, oh, I had a, a couple more AAA games would just squeeze out all the indie games because I just didn't have time for them anymore because I decided I was going to keep uh, try to actually finish each game. And uh, indie games are like 10 episodes long and AAA games are like 65. It's like it's agonizing sometimes. So I just yep. promised at one point to make a dedicated indie slot. And it was not; it was never really particularly new stuff. Like I would just get around to whatever I wanted to play next. But it ended up covering a couple of new things: Sexy Brutal and Night in the Woods. But in both cases, I was like weeks late, and it didn't matter. It was like the whatever people watched them and acted like it was brand new when it was coming out because that's how indie works anyway. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. what if I just ran my channel like this and was like just more sane all the time? And that's sort of the new approach, and I'm hoping that works out because. Man, chasing release dates is like one of the Art? worst things yeah. about running a channel. Also, it's what if terrible. you start a game and really dislike it or don't want to continue with it? I'm pretty good at choosing usually. It, yeah, it's it's generally pretty hard to end up with like a game you don't like. It totally uh, surprises you. I mean, look yeah. at us. I we haven't gotten back to Mass Effect in a while. I mean, yeah. a lot of that just has to do with time. That's it's it's not that I'm like against Mass Effect. It's just that where are we going to fit it in our schedule? We mm-hmm. woke up. 
Uh, I mean, I guess you woke me up early today, so there was a while of we me like, just being today. in That's bed trying to go story. back to sleep. Um, but like, uh, we once once I was actually up for today. How much of how much today was actually spent uh, not working or being out doing errands? I I have like zero time sitting down and having time to fit in yet another game. Mm-hmm. That's one of my. That's one of the reasons too. Like the motivators for specifically only starting things when I finish things and keeping like the schedule nice and even is that whenever you chase release dates, you stack. It's you literally just take your existing schedule and then stack something on top of it every single time, mm-hmm. and you just hope that it shrinks faster than it grows sometimes so that you can make some headway. But like it's like that. Like yes. I need. I need to be able to just do shit. <laughs> like. Like, I need to be able to just, like, oh, I'm going away for the weekend, and that's not going to ruin my channel, and stuff like that, which has been, like, a genuine concern. Like, when I when I went away for, like, two days to Monterey, and that that one week of, like, the podcast we thought we weren't going to have, but then I happened to get by, back just in time to record it, like, mm-hmm. I spent, oh, like, the previous week and a half, like, just, just waking up and recording and editing and going to sleep, like, because I had to make up for, like, the fact that I was going to be gone for a few entire days and that shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> that yeah. should not be a thing that I that that that's not a way to to schedule your life around. But on on oh, topic I'm... of Mass Effect, I actually had a a thing that came up a little bit. This is like a non-spoilery thing. It's just like a weird microcosm, but I found it really amusing because it the, the, it's 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 in my head because of the fact like I just watched like some of the videos about like the facial animation and like just like the concept of like. The difference between hand sculpting things versus like automating stuff and hoping it works out, basically, oh, yeah. that, that's one of the big pitfalls of Mass Effect Andromeda is that so much of it is like weirdly automated and just like mass produced, and you just hope that the algorithms take uh, clean it up for you, basically, which is why the dialogue's not working out so hot right now. Sort and, of like uh, what you guys are talking about with the procedurally generated environments of a. Uh... No Man's Sky and stuff. Yeah. Would you yeah. prefer something that's carefully crafted? Oh, I crafted absolutely prefer. I prefer handcrafted. Like, there are a couple of exceptions. I like procedural generation when it's Tower of Guns, when you have very specifically designed set pieces that are interchangeable. Yeah, that are interchangeable. So you put them together uh, like tiles. So, like, um, uh, so for Tower of Guns, each room probably took a couple of minutes to clear. And had some of them had secrets. A lot of them had different enemy configurations that would spawn, but it w- none of it was truly procedural. It was all just like purely, uh, hey, uh, so do it's, you want to? It's like Diablo two procedural generation. Yeah, except for it's Diablo just re- two, it's felt... just recombining all the room chunks. Yeah, except for like Diablo two felt very impersonal. Yeah, uh, like it's it's just kind of like here's the super generic tile set, whereas like. For for Tower of Guns, every single room is incredibly distinct and uh, recognizable. And like after a while, it actually became kind of trivial because I knew where all the secrets were and I knew you know uh, which enemies were going to be showing up where and stuff like that. But like beyond that, it was super. Uh, it was super like easy to get like into a fight because, or not like it was super easy to go through the game. And feel like I'm doing something different every time, when in reality I'm doing the same stuff over and over again, but in different combinations that felt more interesting than just like ultra generic, too easily replaceable tile sets. I guess if that makes any sense. Yeah. So what was Keith's point about the Mass Effect 
generation. So I then. was on the alien homeworld, and mm-hmm. I was I walked into a training room where like they do like drills where they fight holographic copies of the enemies and stuff like that, and okay. I was fascinated because the characters are all like. Oh my goodness, their tactics are so great. You can tell how they've survived against the cat for so long and stuff like that. And so I'm like, okay, mm. let's watch this drill then. And the drill starts and it's not a cutscene and it's not a scripted scene. They literally just unleash the AI to shoot at holographic enemies. And it's so embarrassing because they're like hopping up on walls and like missing their jump five times in a row and like <laughs> flopping around and running in circles and like just. <laughs> Because it's just the AI. It's just the AI f- trying to run around and target and shoot f- like five holographic cat that are standing s- still. So just like rubbing and like one of them's running around in circles uh, in the open, just with no cover and running back and forth. And one of them keeps one of them went behind the co- the entire tower that a cat was on and kept trying to jump on top of it and wasn't making the jump and was just looping. And I'm like, oh no, like this reminds- is a. This is a thing that needed a personal touch, but they just thought that the game would just take care of it and just left yeah. it. Yeah, and that, that reminds- summarizes so much of the game. Just like it is a microcosm of so many issues the game has. That's it like was- Knights of the Old Republic, where you would encounter like a big bad bounty hunter character, and they're like, "I'm going to take you down," and then they bring out their rifle and make the same shooting animations that every other thug. Yeah, in, they're just uh, they're just a generic unit with a name. Right. And then it's just like, ah. Yeah, I, I just, prefer. I, I, just, I just found it so interesting because they took the ro- they took the time to make an entire room for this to take place in from scratch and voice dialogue for it and so on and so forth. But they didn't just spend the time saying, "Okay, now this is he's going to go over here and go around this corner and shoot this way." Like he, you just you had to script one combat scenario and what order it was going to happen in. Like that's all they had. That, like I know it's, I'm not saying the video games are easy to make or anything, but like mm-hmm. they went that far to make a level and a scenario. But then the whole one, the whole point of it is watching these guys' cool tactics and how amazing they are and how they survive against the cat. And it's just like fucking Looney Tunes. Like it's the most embarrassing nonsense. It just doesn't work. I, it's- yeah, I, I will admit stuff like that almost makes sense for like a game as big as, uh, as. Mass Effect, you kind of have to do stuff like that. You, I think it would just be so much though. better. Well, like to to fill that much content, you kind of do. But the, but the content itself doesn't need to exist. Is the weird that, thing. That's a good point. Like that room guess, has no reason to exist except to show how cool their training is. Apparently, and they didn't do it. Yeah, you literally had to open me, a door if, to get there. Like it wasn't even obvious. It wasn't visible from any other part of the like environment. You had to go out of your way to go there, and they made a self encapsulated entire room. To convey this one idea and then didn't convey the idea. Like if you can't if make it, had... if you don't have the time to make it work, then just you could just not include it. But they did. They did because they thought that was worth keeping. Apparently, and it's just yeah. weird. Yeah. Okay. I guess if they had actually like gone through and made sure that it didn't suck, I would have found it totally acceptable. But eh, yeah. Yeah. It's like when you have a if something never makes it quite off the drawing board, then you don't leave it in the game. Like that's just... yes. Because otherwise, it's, it creates real problems. Like, you know, you don't play a Dark Souls game and, like, here's the level that they didn't quite finish or didn't feel like fin- working on, but the, here's it's sort of a vague shape and that's it. <laughs> like, if oh, the scrapped, the, the truly scrapped levels yeah. are actually scrapped. Yeah, e- even their, like, non-scrapped stuff, uh, or even their, like, secret levels are, like, super deep. Yeah, like there's, there's uh, like, the more rushed areas, like the 
Isleth ruins from the first game is known as being like one of the crappier zones. Oh yeah, but that, like that the genuinely scrapped things just don't get into the game because <laughs> otherwise yeah. they look terrible and they ruin they they actively hamp they, they it's the type of thing that actively hurts the opinion of the rest of the game when someone's playing it. And uh, and it feels like that game just doesn't have cut stuff. It feels like everything that wasn't finished just stayed in. <laughs> One yeah. of the uh, good pieces of advice of our uh, art teachers and just artists in general regarding portfolios is your portfolio is only as good as your weakest piece. Yeah, don't fall in love with your babies. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, it, the the worst thing uh, in your repertoire is going to be what people remember over like the awesome ones. So, yeah. So conversely... Uh, mm -hmm. Away from Mass Effect's ultra bloated, you know, pure machine like machine generated game, uh, <laughs> we played uh, we played uh, Little Nightmares last night. We finished Little Nightmares last night, which mm -hmm. was actually a bit of a surprise. So yeah, it was like two sittings and how, yeah, how many three hours? Three hours long for a twenty buck game. That's kind of it was only three hours. Yeah, it was only three wow. hours. Yeah, I was kind kind Barring, of surprised about we had that. Messed up a couple times and had to replay areas, but yeah, know, that's what what typically happens in a playthrough. But it was it was an absolute surprise to me at, at least that it was going to be that short. But the entire game is handcrafted and very obviously like every oh, yeah. environment uh, is generally unique. Very, I mean, there was a fair amount of reputation. Uh, repetition some of the objects and then the yeah there were a bunch of npcs of that started to to you know repeat but there's, there's definitely one of those things where like indie good and long is like one of those triangles that says pick two <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and it's rare to find any that gets all three without like without using rare. tricks it's of, like just... getting longer by via like making you walk around in one location a long time or procedural generation or some way where they I don't mean, have to make a ton of content I guess it Keep also depends on your definition of long, because yeah. like for me, long is anything over eight, ten hours or longer. So like, yeah. mm -hmm. Bastion was what ten hours long? Give no. or take. No, that game's like five hours long. I it well, is I played so it twice. Short. At, I played it twice, and I hundoed the whole thing. Yeah, uh, with it, like it all the challenges. It took me about eight hours to beat it twice when it came out. Okay, okay, so maybe I'm overestimating a little super bit. Super fast. But like it didn't feel noticeably short. Yeah, that's I guess good to pacing. me, it yeah, it had great pacing and the environments were interesting to walk around. Uh, For me, like a game feels like it's paced great when you're playing through it and it constantly feels like, oh wow, now there's another thing and now there's another thing, and then you think back at it, it retroactively and you're like, wow, like the next level is already that. Like look how quick this all went in retrospect, which is what like what it feels like when you play like a Dark Souls game the second time and you're like. Holy shit! This game sh seems so short when I when I think about it this way, but of oh, course yeah. you spent so long with it the first time. Bird yeah, your initial playthrough it it's quick. the discovery phase, and yeah. you're willing to take the time for it. Like for me, whenever when I know whenever I notice a, a long or like relatively long indie game, it's almost always because there's a trick to it a little bit. Like Night in the Woods was shockingly long by my standards. For an indie but that's game. because it was all dialogue. Yeah, like so much of the game takes place in on one map, and like they mm -hmm. they go the extra mile in making a, a like a, spec a specific zone for like every side mission and moment and stuff like that. But a mm -hmm. significant quantity of the overall time played is spent on the same city, and that's how they get away with it because they didn't have to make that much new content for the amount of time you spend with like half the game. Yep. Like there's usually a trick. 
The other thing is, if you uh, if you actually refuse to talk to any of the uh, side characters, it actually is really short. Oh yeah, because like there's almost. I did a second playthrough where I just where all I was doing was recording the alternate choice for who to hang out with each night. Oh and right, we we want would, to do that. Like I would just get yeah. back to the point where you make a choice and stuff. Uh, like t- ten minutes later each time. The time-consuming thing is just they have to replay the dreams. Yes. But then you can just, like, once you're done with the dream, you literally just walk to the person you hang out with and click on them, and then you're back in the next scene. <laughs> and, like, it, it, it has it has a way shittier uh, overall progression for, like, the overworld stories and some of the actual endings and things like that because you didn't talk to certain people. But, yeah, you can, you, you, if you want to, you can get through the game a second time in a few hours, and it's it's actually weird. It feels so wrong when the moment, how fast you're moving. Mm-hmm. That's a trip. Is um is Bird here? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Hey, Bird, are you recording? Yeah. All right. Let's welcome her. Bird's here now. He's in Hi. the podcast. Hello. He's he's been here for like two conversations. Did yeah, but, see I'm, any intru- but I'm introducing him to the podcast because he hasn't been he's talking because he knows that everything's confusing. You know. I want to know about the. Bunnies. I'm officially reintroducing him to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I. I. I have too much etiquette to just barge in. Talk about on your disgusting like that, flesh right? piece. Yes. Hey. Oh, okay. So yeah. Um, uh, first buns. off, I'm really bad at math, and <laughs> here's why I'm late to the podcast is because I've said to myself like, okay, we're gonna go like do an hour sit down session at the rabbit adoption shelter at 3 p.m. and we podcast at 4 p.m. and I thought to myself like, okay. We'll do this hour sit-down session, and then I'll be home at four so we can record. You're now, a programmer. You can probably figure out where that went wrong really <laughs> fucking fast. Isn't overestimating how long things take, like your your job <laughs> at some point? I'm bad at my job, then, apparently. <laughs> like you're a programmer, dude. Now, was it just like a bunny parent interview, or did you actually preview the selection of shelter bunnies? Uh, it was both. Okay. Yeah, you're not. You're not. You don't need to do both at the same time. Do you have but any we favorite bunnies? Kind of both. You need to make them fight yes, to the death. We do of have a favorite bunnies. So you can claim the winner. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tell can, us about can, the bunnies. Um. Well, they're two bunnies. They're both uh, like around four or five years old. Oh, so are you getting two bunnies point. as like companions? Or yeah, yeah, and they're already like friends, so okay. they can keep each other company when we're busy, um, you know, at work. And uh, they uh, they're they're really chill. The dude bun is like the dominant bun. <laughs> and he's really, really like relaxed and really social and like what color is super he? comfortable with people. He's white. Okay, and, he's white. Uh, he's got he blue a... eyes. Blue eyes. So he's not an albino bun. He's not an albino bun. No. Okay. Uh, and then the other rabbit is um, like a, a brown rabbit, and she's super duper shy. And um, we, she likes to kind of boss us around we kind of picked up on that like she will like kind of like thump her hind legs at us and, th- yep. and stuff to try yep, that, and like be like i'm i'm in charge here that's and like we their have to... agitated like hey right kind of but language. it turns out that she wasn't actually that agitated she was just kind huh. of doing that to like like it was it was weird she was like just trying to like assert dominance over us the whole time 
And eventually we, we kind of figured out that that's what she was doing. We were just like, oh, okay, well, we're the ones who are actually in charge. So we, like, you bitter played with her. Well, yeah. okay, so here's the thing. They showed us how to groom the rabbits mm-hmm. and, like, use the brush to, like, take their, like, shedding hair off. My oh, yeah, because it comes off in is tufts. full of so much God damn rabbit fur right now that I'm amazed I can talk. <laughs> so when you say so you I bit the rabbit, I will him. say it feels like I did. Because there's them so whole. much like ugh. It's really gross. <laughs> so but whatever. Not, not the same. I'm gonna do my gross story of the day early, sort of. <laughs> I was shaving my beard yesterday because I've got an like an electric trimmer and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this before the podcast this time so I don't look like a you know, That's what I man. usually do. This and podcast it's a good is idea, my primary reason to ever shave. Shell is my primary reason. She won't kiss me if I'm past a certain point. Well, hey, when your mustache start, when, <laughs> yeah, when my mustache starts to go Jamie Heineman. I was gonna yeah. say mustard. <laughs> mustache. When your beard gets so beyond... bristly that I can cut the mustard. <laughs> cut the mustard. Uh, what is it? 1904. I don't know. <laughs> I never knew what cut the mustard meant. <laughs> It doesn't mean anything. I'm like, I don't you know. Well, I mean, mustard. Well, mustard grows on plants. I mean, it's part of the plant. All right, I let's hear this. Is. Let's hear Wander's really fucking gross story well, I mean, about I shaving. Don't, it's not that gross. It's mostly just uh, he got his own beard hair stuck. He had in his to throat. fish out an entire yeah, hair so plug out of the shower. I was shaving my mustache and I was shaving up, and one of the hairs went like shooting straight up my nose. But since I have a really small <laughs> nose, I couldn't get it out. So like it was all the way up there, like oh, it's you know in your wherever nose, not in your wherever okay. your like nose starts to go into your throat. Uh-huh. So I'm sitting there recording has been heroes for like two hours with this <laughs> the fucking whole time. like beard uh-huh. hair stuck like <laughs> kind of up back part of my throat, and eventually it starts to come back you know down the throat side, and I just I felt like I had like swallowed something sharp because beard hair is kind of bristly, so I was just like. Uh-huh. I was just suffering uh, for like the last three minutes because like I'm almost done. Hey, and everybody, I can, like, water pot here, and I really wish I wasn't. Uh, like the yeah. most foreign actually, experience that I cannot relate to at all. A- like, actually, what? I can what, continue the shave? story. No, um, I've never had this sequence of events happen. Like where it's shaving becomes a horrible tragedy. Things. Okay, yeah. guys, but so he's right when he's saying that those hairs are sharp because we were going off on a walk one day, and I'm like. Uh, I feel like I oh, have yeah. a thorn in my foot. What's going on? So I take my sock off, and sticking out of my foot is one of his beard hairs. Like, oh legitimately embedded in my skin. And he had to pull it out with tweezers. It Are we going like to find out needle. that he's just actually a video game character, and he's, his beard's actually he's a polygonal? Like, <laughs> that's what he is. Like, they have mathematical inf- infinite points. <laughs> <laughs> I'm concerned. They could sharpen knives with his beard hair. Yeah. God, that sounds manly as and, shit. And that is why he has to cut it. My beard shaves razors. You don't want to be kissing that mm. stuff. You really don't. Yeah, <laughs> so, so that's where I was. Some and that's also why I was super late. <laughs> okay. And so that's that also like why I am horribly unshaven. I'm way, way more unkempt than I usually am for the podcast, which is to say I have some stubble. That sounds but, like a problem uh, for the audience and not for us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Valid point. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
That sounds like an oh, excellent man. advertisement for the audio version of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, You'll so... find the podcast over on uh, SoundCloud.com slash 4 Hey, he remembers. Unless he, kept, unless he was going to keep going. So what kind of bunny enclosure do you have? Do you have the little water bottles? An Iron and, Maiden. And uh, kind of bedding? We have, um, and... we have uh, collapsible um, wire metal that's mm-hmm. got like uh, pet safe paint on it. So if they eat it for whatever god reason well they have to teeth all the time because their teeth are incessantly growing yeah that's true um but yeah so we got that set up for them um the carpet is protected under like multiple layers of things there's a layer of plastic there's a layer of rugs uh and then the walls are protected with uh some other stuff so ideally these rabbits are going to just be, like, the least painful thing. Like, it should just be, like, the easiest, like, thing to take care of. Now, whether All that actually works, you will you will find out. Because I will, if it doesn't work out that well, then I'm going to be bitching about rabbits a lot more. If you're going <laughs> to plot out, like, my, the amount of, like, sentences I say that are anti-rabbit and it's not going well, then that's going to just spike up in 2017 okay if your uh, rabbits die we can just have a spoiler cast about them yeah. how old are they by the way four or five <laughs> four or five four, four and five yep. okay that's not yep. bad so yeah so the plan is we're gonna get um they're getting blood work done on monday uh just to see like yeah okay this is what their normal health levels are um just so we're aware of what they're like and then uh once the blood work comes in um the shelter will give us uh will give us life to take care of just like that's the weird process like are you sure you're just gonna give me this thing and it's like mine now yep. and it's like a living being okay say hello sounds, to lenny and george sounds good have you named him yet well i mean people acquire uh animals and uh offspring without any uh prerequisites i know and that's turns that out that all life to was me. someone's Mm-hmm. That's so weird to me that they're just like, <laughs> yeah, you you seem like you can probably take care of this. Your problem now, person. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, person, I just met. You can probably take care of rabbits. Here you go. I so remember we'll when I was in first grade, I was doing all my research. I wanted a fuzzy pet because I'd only ever had goldfish, and uh, <laughs> uh-huh. I ended up deciding on guinea pigs. Guinea pigs made a nice cool. big, big pig pen for them. Mm-hmm. And they loved running around in it. They make the yep. most adorable noises. Right, Rabbits right, only right, make a couple right, right. noises, but that's usually well, when they're one in of distress. the the female rabbit. Um, she kind of goes like, like especially if she's annoyed, then oh, she her does like, honking. yeah. But like the the male rabbit, he doesn't he doesn't make any sound. God, I'm yeah, trying to remember so how many the... pets my brother has because the list is stupid because he works at a pet store. It's like, right. how when oh, I well, yeah. Best, it's like when I worked at a Best Buy and I kept coming home with Blu-rays. Uh, <laughs> like he, or me with fabric. Yeah. So he has axolotls. He has snakes. <gasps> he oh. has a, a rabbit, a calico cat, a corgi, a husky. Holy shit. And Holy shit. he just got a, an Akita. Wait, so he has three it's either dogs, an Akita or the cat. other one that's almost the same dog from Japan. What's the other one? Shiba? Uh... Yeah, oh, there's a, oh the, it's a Shiba Inu. Look, yeah, Shiba Inu. Shell, yeah. Shell what? gay discount Thor, 
has a big I, heart. I literally and he can't tell animals. the difference between those two animals besides the fact that the one's bigger than the other one. It's like it's like you okay. take one of them in Photoshop ha- and scale it. <laughs> ha- have we ever talked about your brother, like what he looks like? Because I want to bring um, that up. Because we did on your Discord, but I don't think we ever mentioned we did where that where you said that. <laughs> That, no, I said I think I I called him Gay Discount Thor in your Discord. I don't think I've ever actually brought it up on the the podcast. I think we talked so, about Eric before. Well, we've talked about him. I just don't think we ever mentioned what he looks like. Eric. The, dude there, is, was, uh, there was the one where we had the we were all looking at the picture of me and Eric. That was like oh, during yeah, the that podcast. That was a long time ago. That was yeah. like two or three weeks ago. That was like oh, was when Shell was a... here. I, I think I remember uh, that picture. I think that was the opening oh. of a podcast. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's how the Maybe podcast was that started. Was that photo? You know, you, I think you were the one sharing it, like in your little portrait. So you're saying corgi, husky, you. Shiba Inu, cat, axolotls. What was it? Snake. Yep. Snake. Anything uh, else? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I might be losing track of something. Honestly. I, it's hard to keep track of what's in what what's in tanks. Like it's uh, the animals that run around following you around the house are way easier to keep track of than the stuff that's in a glass cage and stuff like that. Yeah, he might have. How do they? How do these animals dragon literally again? kill each other? He's had <laughs> he's had two bearded dragons before, and I don't remember if he has one now or not. Look, mm. bird, you don't disobey Thor. Oh, valid point. But I was I was thinking of our <laughs> pets because we've had rabbits before, and they all died horribly. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, oh. you really have to. You have to be very careful with them. Yeah. I, mean, I remember uh, they, my they one They both friend's... died via heat, basically. Yeah. And I was uh, like completely uninvolved in their existence, so like I was like, "How'd you fuck that up?" Basically. Yeah. I remember my one friend's rabbit. She had gotten sick uh, with. Um, oh, it's when their head flops over to one side. Head tilt. Yeah. Head tilt. Yeah, and I think he actually. Survived it. Head tilt or... isn't lethal. It's just very uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. And you gotta like take care of. I don't them. like the sound of hell. Hell tilt it reminds me of that experiment where they uh, rotated cats' eyes. You hear about that? Ew, what? No. What? They cut out cats' eyes and then put them back in, rotated. Why? And they, to, to see to if the cats would adapt. Oh. I'm sure fuck. they probably did adapt, but all the experiments are fucked up. of that. Actually, yeah, no, I, I totally understand. <laughs> my my dad knows the guys that uh, did the mm-hmm. ear thing on rats. Oh, What's you mean the growing ear the ears? Rats? Growing they, the ears. They grew, oh, like, yeah, growing stem ears. cell ears. Oh, like the one they make fun yeah. of when they drew, like when they were growing Mr. Garrison's uh, penis on a rat. What? 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 <laughs> I haven't heard that about a, that part. That was a whole South. That was a whole South Park episode. Oh, was, oh this was, was a South a Park floppy episode. Dick off the back of a rat because <laughs> he was. He was changing gender from back from female to male again, and they're like they're growing his prosthet his like new replacement clone penis off of the back of a rat, but it got it escaped and it was running around the neighborhood. I can tell I'm podcasting because I pulled up Google Incognito mode and I'm currently looking up dick transplant. <laughs> I wonder if you can ser- if you can track birds search results for specific times of the day until like specifically Sunday evening. <laughs> Look at this. I, There's a dude giving the thumbs up and it just says doctors perform US, first US penis transplant. <laughs> and this guy looks like he's just like Is but, this in yeah. podcast or did you just <laughs> I can I can stream it. Here we go. Definitely be this careful dude. how much you're streaming while searching these kinds of results. 
I you mean, know, I've learned my mistakes. They, they you have know to what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna show ge- my audience that. I, I don't want to see. I it. think they have to. I find don't. I don't want them to see a either. genetically compatible donor, or sometimes they even have to create something new from, like, you know, how they balloon your skin out and then use that skin to graft it elsewhere. This makes me think of the nightmare that is like the scheduled like first ever head transplant. Yeah. Oh yeah, that one guy who has like terminal cancer. So like it's you, but that's also like really cool because yeah, like I saw like a, pictures. He knows of this he's gonna guy. die anyway, so he goes. Well, maybe yeah, he's if like I horribly, horribly longer. screwed, and the person he's being transplanted onto is like a vegetable or something. Yeah, or yeah, brain has yeah. been a vegetable for years. Long time. Yeah. So it's like in the company that did that, it's like neat really and like horrifying. Can you imagine like just suddenly your body is someone else's body? They've it's actually not, and successfully it's not even done like, head transplants with dogs. Possibly and, one of the freakiest parts. That sounds like some like, Russian like, fucking oh, weird the, science shit. So, yeah, there's some really fucked up uh, Russian things. Um, I know <laughs> why Stop. I saw this in animation class, but um, there was one years ago where they had a dog's head. Grafted um, onto another ant no, dog. No, no, just what? a dog's head. No, it was head. just on a table. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that. tubes and pumps and <laughs> no. stuff keeping it alive. Yeah, it was just the head, and they kept it alive for, like, the, the demonstration. It was, like, 15 minutes. They were the like, we're going, to keep, we're going to keep dog head alive. And then they finished, like, presentation over. Remove tube. And then the dog died. I mean, it is all about blood flow. I mean, yeah. It is so all as... about blood flow, if you know what I'm talking about. That dog hey. doesn't anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, so they did actually transfer a dog head onto like the neck of another dog. Like they're able to get the carotid arteries hooked up and everything. Yeah, but there's no way they were able to get the nerve endings. Like I assume well, was, that the spinal stuff did not work out. No, uh, yeah, not. it was sort of weird. I think the other dog still had complete control, but the other head was still like it was capable of independent thought and movement, but. It was pretty much just a hostage on the other dog's body. And they actually had arguments betwixt themselves. I, I'm not, I feel like you got, I feel like you got, uh, sucked in by a fake article here. No, like, it, it, they probably were very short-lived, like, maybe they only lasted a week or so, but... Yeah. This All conversation right. is making me physically ill. Yeah, it does I'm remind not... me of those conversations about like the, like the people who have like a split brain and they argue with themselves. Yes. Oh my god, what? that's so cool. It's oh, so hor- oh, it's horrifying because people... it it starts making yeah. you think like like it starts making you question how many people are a person because like is this person two people technically like how fucking oh, horrifying uh, is that? They are two people. Everybody is actually two people. Yeah, it's not. I don't like that. <laughs> it is weird. We all no, have Michelle, a silent, heard about insane this? person that it, fucks with us split, all the time. Split brain, um, like syndrome or something like that, is something that can happen if your cerebellum, the connecting tissue between your left and right hemispheres, gets severed. Uh, okay. And what happens is, you know how your left your hemisphere controls the right half of your body, and your right yep. hemisphere controls the left half of your body. Yep. I well, know that those can, can operate. Compensate. Those can operate completely independently of each other. So what can happen is you will have. Um, uh, like they would basically th- like that also blind extends to your vision. What, they would they yeah. would make it so that they kind of blind what one part of your body is doing in a way, 
And yeah. well, they literally would, did that because yeah, the like, right, your right eye goes to your left hemisphere, your left eye goes to your right hemisphere. I mean, like they, so, they could hide it though, and then like mm-hmm. the other parts of your body that's not that's not being consciously controlled would be doing stuff, and you wouldn't know it was another? doing stuff. Yeah, you would absolutely be able to do that. You can, you, you can tickle yourself. You can, because mm-hmm. um, you would just put a divider like right down from their nose. And then your left eye sees one chessboard, and your right eye sees the other chessboard, and you would be able to play against yourself. Uh. I, I, I have heard of instances where, like, let's go say a child is young enough, and they have brain cancer, but they were able to su- successfully remove a, one half of their brain. It compensates, but it doesn't... It's yeah. not a, it's, I mean, there's a reason why we have both. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Not supposed to work. But <laughs> the basic the basic uh, theory that's kind of been spun out from um, studying people with split brain syndrome, um, as Keith was alluding to, with like every person being two people, is the fact that like um, the the idea is that we interact with primarily the left hemisphere because that's the that's the part of us that's uh, in charge of language. <laughs> but they were able to observe such strong personalities in the right hemisphere that. There can be something said about like that actually like being a conscious entity in and of itself that merely is not able to communicate with words, basically. So is there any kind of verity or truth to the whole, are you a left brain or a right brain thinker? No. Are you creative? Are you logical? Not are particularly. You, I don't think but, that has a correlation with brains the way that it implies. Like there's, I'm sure there's yeah, different types know, of it's people. It's more like a personality a, test rather yeah. than yeah, a, I mean, at that point, you might as well start uh, declaring phrenology as legitimate. Mm-hmm. This is really much more, instead of, like, pop culture thinking, but m- much more about, like, literally what sections of the brain are located where. Like, your left hemisphere has, like, um, I forget what they're called, but the things that, like, like your language centers are there. Like they're not, there is nothing on the right hemisphere that controls language at all. Yeah. So there, that's uh. like a little bit of where that comes from. Like, but like a lot of the left um, brain, right brain stuff that people say pop culturally is like along the lines of like when people talk about regions of the tongue, which is like not a thing. Right. Like it's the bitter but, part of your tongue and the sweet part of your tongue. I'm like, this is just a made mm-hmm. up diagram. Where'd this come from? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder about. Oh. Kidney was very interested in figuring that out. Never you would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why. I always was like, yeah, I'm gonna like, go home and I'm gonna taste some sugar. I'm and gonna then put I was it like, here. It doesn't and here matter. And fucking nothing changes. Yeah. It was like, what the fuck? Why am I? Why, why do adults lie to us? <laughs> <laughs> now I'll never trust them ever again. Oh yeah, because wasn't it like sweets at the tip and bitters at the back? And what are the sides? It's just to be? weird, arbitrary, like it's made up stuff. Whatever. Like it's just not mm. true. I don't know why we all have this shared experience of learning about this thing that is immediately demonstrably not the case. I, w- I wonder if it wasn't like a popular like media thing in the 90s and nobody questioned it particularly hard. I don't know. Like, it I was mean, on a we, TV we, show. we all grew up in the 90s and were taught the wrong taught about the wrong planets and the wrong dinosaurs despite those <laughs> things. Like the whole Pluto not being a planet and like dinosaurs having feathers is so old compared to our childhoods. That, like, it should have never yeah. been a revelation for us to later encounter any in the, in the first place. What about, like, warm-blooded dinosaurs? Like, the evidence for that, and... That, there's evidence for warm-blooded dinosaurs? I don't think it's that I they're think... warm-blooded. It's just that dinosaurs are supposed to be cold-blooded, but so gargantuan that they produce so much body heat just from their sheer mass that they are, like, weird, like, de facto warm-blooded. 
Well, they were able to find an iguanodon that was like partially mummified enough so that they actually had organs to look at. And I think they were inspecting its heart and stuff and they were trying to say, well, maybe it would have been a, a warm-blooded creature. I don't know. Because huh. reptiles have, they have three chambered hearts. And most like mammals and such, yeah, they, they have the four. I don't know. I, it was such a long time ago. But they were trying to say there was evidence for warm bloodedness, but I, I mean they're supposed to be related know. to birds, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, this went from Mass Effect. <laughs> was that what you were talking about before we, I we, came here? Uh to so, like, I'm gonna steer us way back. Because <laughs> there was the and briefest brains. lift service earlier to the to the existence of little nightmares. And we yes. actually, didn't, oh, yeah, we yes, actually yes, never yes, explained what it was or gave any sort of recommendation okay, so in a non-spoiler way or anything. Little Nightmares, I guess the easiest way to explain it is if you've ever seen or heard much about, um, like, Limbo, uh, they're very similar. It's a, it's a <clears throat> side-scrolling... Uh, it's a side-scrolling horror platformer, I guess, is the easiest way to, to describe it. But it looks like something straight out of a Tim Burton movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is actually like really got a nice cool. Coraline-y feel yeah. to it. Like if if they told me it was all claymation, I would have believed them because it has that like it it has the same visual effect. Like it's gotten to the point where, uh, you know they they can kind of mimic that look, uh, in three D, and it actually like looks and behaves well. I mean, obviously, like it animated way too well for it to be claymation because mm-hmm. like. You know, generally you can't account for like every little interaction that way. But um, depending mm-hmm. on how static the lights are, I would almost assume that three D animation would be very akin to claymation. Kind of, it's more dynamic than that. I know it, it tends mm-hmm. to be because you have secondary animations and everything else, like clay animation. But yeah. so the what entire point one, is sorry. What, what was that one game that was basically just actually stop motion? Armacrog, Clay probably? Fighters, or that. Oh wait, um, Swapper. What? The Swapper was all like real life things being posed and shit like that. Oh, you're uh, right. You're like, right. Well, that was that like, weird uh, Swapper. That was that weird swapper. astronaut game we played shell like a long time. It's a ago. really messed. It's like a it's like a horror puzzle platformer about like vaguely soma type things about like questioning the concept of consciousness because the core mm. puzzle mechanic was that you would swap bodies. And like yeah. you, would, you, would create, uh, you would create clones, clones of yourself. You would create clones of yourself uh, and swap uh, bodies with them, and then like you'd be like killing off all the other clones, and like at some point, like what is mer- <laughs> like what is life, and who are you in this mess of dead people and shit like well, that. Well, they would they would like I'm legit hard. say things when you killed them off. It was a messed like, up game. They, were, they <laughs> yeah, I think it was all quiet also, about it. I think it was functionally like stop motion animation. Yeah, huh. dude, that reminds me of. It reminds me of. Uh, have any of you guys ever seen? Oh, it wasn't the illu- It was about the magicians with Hugh Jackman and uh, Christian the Bale. No, the illusionist was t- the Prestige. Norton. The Prestige. Oh, there we go. Yeah. The two yes. movies that everyone com- came- confused with each other. Yeah, yeah, they they came out around yeah. the same time. But yeah, the Prestige and one of them is Christopher Nolan, and I can't tell you which one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nolan did Batman stuff, so wouldn't he? Wouldn't it, one of, maybe I don't he would know. have recast Christian Bale as like his maybe? protagonist. 
I don't know. Yeah, but I don't want to give too much away, but Nikola Tesla, played by David Bowie, uh, helps out Hugh Jackman's character try to one-up Christian Bale's magician character, and uh, he actually... It was pretty cool. Creates, that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, if I creates if I can remember correctly, like the, I think the illusionist was like a relatively straightforward, just actual just drama. But mm-hmm. the prestige was like twist, twist, it twist, was, twist, 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 like, twist, twist, twist. Before and at some point, you're like, "What the fuck's happening in this movie?" I I remember just being remarkably confused by the end but, of the prestige. It's, the it's end, one of those movies it, that's going that goes so to... off the rails that it's going to frustrate some people. Yeah. At the end, though, like I don't, I still don't want to give it away. But don't give like, it away. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you just that wonder. Movie's... You just Although wonder. Well, they're bringing it up in the con- in the premise of talking about the swapper, so you've kind of already given it away. <laughs> oh, back to little about nightmares. The... But yeah, so you start <laughs> as this like little tiny little girl, like beyond like reasonably small, which is kind of weird. In your yellow rain jacket and like no shoes and stuff like that. And you start by running through what effectively is like an orphanage, uh, which is kind of weird. Um, And the orphanage is filled with these like bleak little children that uh, are are like in orphans. Well, no, (laughs) this is like this is like uh, dystopic orphans. Uh, They have cyberpunk orphans. No, they're like in tiny little cages that you'd like put cats in and stuff like that. Like they're in cat carriers. But then you notice that the whole place is swaying back and forth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of the first things you run across is the fact that you're probably on a ship. Mm -hmm. Um, Pirate cyberpunk orphans. (laughs) Well, it's a big metal ship. It's not wooden. I asked for my bottle. Um, But it's just such a like... And they're creeps grinding people up. Yeah, into sausage. The cribs just not the same these days. <laughs> I, <laughs> what? It's hard to put into words, I guess, but it's just this like horrifying experience. Um, every single villain you come across is like terrifying, and everybody has like masks on, which is really interesting. Made out of human flesh. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, may probably. It's weird. Like the first enemy you run into. Uh, I call him creepy long arms because he's this horrifying looking dude with arms that are like probably three to four times as long as like regular human arms. And Mm -hmm. so like half the time you don't even see him. His Mm -hmm. arms just show up and like they'll drag a child from like off camera. Like the limbo spider. Uh, Yeah, kind of. And it's just it's none of it is like, okay. And (laughs) I liked it a lot because, like, I, I've said this before, but I don't, I don't care much for uh, horror games. For horror games, because I find a lot of them rely too much on like uh, gimmicks. Jump scare. Oh, yeah, yeah, jump jump scares, uh, gimmicks, just a bunch of mm-hmm. things to make them kind of uninteresting. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in this one, I think there was literally like two moments. I guess technically the uh, the final boss could be considered like one long jump scare, but mm-hmm. you kind of see her coming. So I get I don't know. Um, I thought it was going to be a more difficult fight, but it wasn't really a fight. Yeah, well, just... I don't want to talk about that too yep. much because that hasn't even hit YouTube yet. But yep. it's uh-huh. it's such a such a horrifying thing from the perspective of the environment is scary, the setting is scary. 
like every every enemy you're running into, you pretty much know exactly when and where they're going to be, and you can do nothing about it. As and that, you progress, you're racked with hunger, and the things you begin to eat get worse and worse. Yeah, so like you eat a, a rat, and well, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not so bad. A live rat. <laughs> it, it was That's alive. Bad. It, was, it was half. No. It was half and you swallow it whole, and it yeah, takes it its gets, way back it out. Yeah, it gets caught by a rat trap, <laughs> and it's like wriggling and squeaking and whatever, and you. Stumble over to it and just uh, dig in. It's messed this, up. I wonder if this game was directly inspired by you know, like Limbo and Inside and stuff. It probably like that, was. That oh, a lot of games are inspired what by Limbo. What was the um the developers actually uh has some cred too? Somebody uh, told me about them and developers like, of night, Little Nightmares. Yeah, Little Nightmares was made by. I look up who made it. It's Tarsier Studios. Yeah, what do they make? What do they make? Tarsier Studios. Made big recently. They've made something back. in the past. Someone had written that yep. they had made Little Big Planet. Little yeah, Big that's it. it. They had made oh. Little Big Planet. Oh boy, yeah, it actually kind of controls like Little Big Planet too. I had forgotten about that. Um yeah. because it's got kind of the same movement, and like you can grab stuff and stuff like that. You can hug little like mushroom gnomes, mm-hmm. which is kind of super adorable. Uh, One offers you a sausage, but it no, wasn't shell, no shell, no shell. <laughs> Never mind. Too much spoiler. That that literally is too much spoiler. Sorry. Um. Yeah, but so it's uh it's crazy and it's screwed up and uh it's so far one of my favorite games that we've we've gotten the chance to play the whole year. Because yeah, I uh, I'm looking forward to watching some of the vods. I watched a little bit of your stream. Well, it's only three hours good. long, so you're yep. gonna you're gonna be able to see the whole thing when you want to. Mm-hmm. Yep, that'll be a I nice didn't... one session game to play probably right as soon as I finish Outlast Two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'd, I I'd say it's absolutely worth it. I didn't realize the people. Uh, go go bird. Yeah, go bird. Okay, I didn't realize <laughs> that the uh, people that made Limbo. Um, made another game recently like recently that was like two years ago called inside that was Wait, uh, oh, yeah. a lot that of fun was last year yeah we all played it Wait, yeah. they'd made inside limbo they and made inside, inside yeah. yep same people wait so tarsi oh no no the limbo no, no, people made inside. A, he's I'm talking about, about limbo yeah okay because you said tar- inside. uh you said tarsier or at least i thought you I said yeah wander and i both played inside for that exact reason i think you played I inside? actually have not played inside oh. no oh um, i don't think he has well you should play inside before someone spoils it for you yeah, yeah. I guess I'm gonna shut up about Inside now inside because sure I think is that Wander goddamn trip. Sh- <laughs> yeah. I think Wander should play Inside. I don't know if Wander will like Inside very much, but I think he should he play it. Up. <laughs> Let's spoiler cast about Inside, Wander. <laughs> okay. Up, yeah, like, you're late. <laughs> Who gives oh. a shit? <laughs> inside, it, it was actually so, pretty heavily YouTubed already. So yeah, well, I, that, I don't but. care too much about that. Uh, for me, mm-hmm. I just it's, always stay it's short. Yeah, it is. Pretty I, oh right, you got you got bitter about Inside at the time because it was coming out early on Xbox One. So yeah, like, and eh, I didn't have an Xbox it. One yet. If I can't be there on launch week, then no, I'm never playing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was also putting out like I had yeah. 10, 12 different series at the time, so it's just like it's not worth yeah, it. But for I just me. remember being like, Wander mm-hmm. Inside. <laughs> yeah, happens. <laughs> but Inside um, Wander. But now but, it's on PC, and you pr- it's probably... Actually, it is... Well, I, I own... It's currently the the Humble Monthly, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's very funny. I, oh, I already have my copy. I, I think I actually have, like, several copies of Inside, because they kind of <laughs> handed it out. Um, mm. They actually gave out Inside if you already owned... Um, 
Uh, not if you owned, if you were pre-ordering uh, a Little Nightmares, they would give you a copy of Inside, which is oh, kind of neat. So that's like a, yeah. they're in the same publisher or, or some sort of deal. Yeah, or they're friends or something like that. Or they're just extra related now. Yes. Mm-hmm. That pretty this much seals the deal on whether or not there's an inspiration there, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it narrows it down. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, mystery solved. Yeah. It's like, but, what, what, um, like, it's like, what is that one game where you get in a boat and it's like a roguelike where you're a boat float from a top-down angle oh, and you uh, do stuff? Sunless. Sunless Yeah, sea. and like there was a game that was like a fan game that became like a real game. And in case you weren't clear that it was like a sanctioned, like, inspired thing, it's published by the same company. I guess like, Devolver. The, there's like, well, I mean, like, it's like published by the same no. people, company and like ultimately like the guy that was working on it turned out to be working in the same office as the people that made Sunless Sea. <laughs> like it was a fan game that just became a real game basically but like at first people thought they were, they were ripping it off and I'm like no I literally am working in the same room as them right now <laughs> this That's is cool this is happening on purpose funny. <laughs> uh, let's see do we have any questions or did you want I, well, I was just going to say buy, buy inside or at least go watch it because it's a fun experience and yeah. it's you, you mean little nightmares that- not inside yeah well little, yeah that little. too sorry but yeah little nightmares it was fantastic I finished System Shock 2. Yes. And uh, that game's a trip. It's you a, still oh, want yeah, multiplayer it, or if you lost the. Uh, we can the totally multiplayer it. I'm up for it's, that. It's a very It'll be fun so multiplayer to multiplayer. <laughs> because it, it is probably one of the worst multiplayer experiences. It's just got a break. Which means it's absolutely perfect for Nothing us. about that game says I'm a multiplayer game. It just has multiplayer somehow. <laughs> the multiplayer in that game shatters everything that that game is supposed to be the like. Existence of the multiplayer sa- sounds like a mod. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like Built a real right feature, in. but it's there. It's Built all the right main in. menu. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about System Shock 2? I mean, I've played that game a million yeah, System, times. System Shock 2, it's, it's interesting. So I was playing it for the first time ever when it was almost 20 years old. So mm-hmm. I've never played it before. And I've I played Bioshock 1 and Infinite and 2 each once. Yeah, once each around the time of the release of each one. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the an issue with System Shock 2 is that, like, it's... It's everything that makes it special is spoiled Ancient. already yes. by the existence <laughs> of its sequels. Because like mm-hmm. uh, Bioshock is just in many many ways, it is just System Shock Two in a new setting with new technology that makes it way way better at the primary goal that the game was probably setting out to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main the main distinction that's that's unique, I think, to in. I almost said inside. So System Shock 2 is probably the fact that it has like an old school, like full on inventory to manage, which mm-hmm. obviously they went far, far away from. Uh, Bioshock 1 and 2, I think, have like a, a wheel of, of weapon selection and Infinite was like, fuck it, two guns, we're Halo now. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, in System Shock, you open a grid inventory like in Diablo and like drag yes. weapons around, which is kind of agony because your your uh, number of slots is affected by your strength score, and you can yep. put on implants that increase and your strength. If, and whenever they and run out of batteries, is... you lose the strength, which means you lose the slots, which means if you're not paying attention, you don't even know that you just dropped a bunch of items on the floor. Uh... And it is bad because like when your strength is low, you get like half the inventory space. Yeah, you it's visibly like can see crushing. how big the inventory is supposed to be and how much of it is not accessible to you. Mm-hmm. Just to taunt you. But the, uh... But interestingly, like, it is like a very much like a re- like early Resident Evil style, like 
here you mm-hmm. you're managing resources to survive uh, an area basically mm-hmm. like you're navigating this nonlinear area full of keys and shooting your yep. way through stuff and just making sure you don't run out of stuff basically and scavenging as you go which they kept mm-hmm. for Bioshock but I think I think as the sequels got on scavenging got less and less important basically yes but what's really what's really rough about the age now there's two there's two things that really diminish the impact that system shock 2 can have one of them is its age because it's trying to be an atmospheric Mm -hmm. horror game but everything's like flat bright colors and the lighting is like almost non-existent and it's never particularly dark and stuff like that and you're just kind of wandering around like perfect dark graphics basically with perfect dark lighting (laughs) so like it just looks like perfect dark but it's supposed to be scary the audio still holds up sometimes Mostly. Sometimes it really doesn't hold up. Like when you're playing the first level where the enti- the only song that plays is a looping drum and bass song. The music sucks. Okay. like zombies and stuff like that. And it's like, we are the hive mind and we are going to make your flesh sing. It's a little 90s in that regard. Like these two things don't match. But the other thing that diminishes it besides the visual aging is just Bioshock exists. And at mm-hmm. this point, so many people played Bioshock. And the the unfortunate thing about, about Bioshock is that it was a little uncreative and that it literally recycles the primary plot points and twist of System Shock 2. Yes. So when you play System Shock 2, you're like, oh, that so, person was Atlas. <laughs> I guess in the same vein, have you heard anything about the new Prey? I don't know anything about Prey no. besides the fact okay, that every time I hear about it, it has nothing demo? to do with what... There's no reason to call it Prey, as far as I can tell. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the previous two Prey games. It is. Really? There's never been fact, the only. There's only one. Yeah. Oh yeah. What? Oh right, no. Prey two was in development for ages, and then they scrapped it. Sorry about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, this is uh, the ongoing right. legacy of Prey. <laughs> yeah. So this one's actually a System Shock uh, successor, or at least that's well, what they're bored. aiming for. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And so Whereas I've Prey actually one heard... was like Quake, where you could run on walls. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I've actually heard really good things about this one. Uh, Very interesting. Yeah. System yeah, Shock so, is one of my favorite favorite games, so if they yeah, can do so, a spiritual sequel to it, that'd be cool. Uh, we're probably going to be playing the demo tonight, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, we I heard really good things about it, and it comes out on Friday, so... The player takes on the fun. role of Morgan Yu. Okay, yeah, that's already a throwback to... Um, <laughs> <laughs> to uh, uh, System Shock, isn't it? So, isn't one uh, of the characters named uh, Morgan? I, no, I Morgan sure. Everett was from Deus Ex. They were not from System Shock. Never I, mind. I think the other notable uh, throwback is I think one of the like the password into the first office or whatever is just straight up uh, lifted from System Shock Two or One I'm or something sure. like that. Uh, so somebody pray. <laughs> uh, somebody just guessed it and was like, "Yeah, I just got in." Oh, that's funny. They guessed the password, and it was the same I, I, one from that's System what Shock I, 2. That's what I read. It could be hearsay. <laughs> I I won't know until I experience that's, it. That is Wait, amazing. Is like a num- yeah. like a like a key code? Because like when yeah, yeah because the, the very first shock. the very first thing you type in is the is the door code in System Shock 2. Yeah, um, and it's always the same. I hope that's, I hope this person funny. wasn't telling a lie because that would be you want hilarious. me to you want me to tell you what the door code is? Lies. You want me to tell you what the door code is? Yeah, just for the fuck of it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. The first one is um uh one two four five one. Okay. One, two, four, five, it's one. the. Uh, I'll see if that works. 
I might have to ask you again. I I Don't might worry, ask we'll Lady Bird while we're streaming next podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, here's I, the, I here's like the first four. Sorcery. Here's the first four uh, door codes that you enter in in that game. Okay. So we'll, try out one we'll of them figure, and let me know which one it is. Uh, yeah. Just put, throw them in Discord. That's a lot easier for me to refer back to. That's funny. Sure. Yeah, I'm really curious. I uh, that would make me really happy. So I have a vested interest in hearing if that works or not. So weirdly enough. Of- they, I, I just wanted to say one last thing uh, for the demo. Weirdly enough, they put it on. It's coming out on all three major platforms or modern platforms, you know, PC, Xbox mm-hmm. One, and PS4. But they don't have a PC demo, which is worrying. Weird. Uh, and the PS4 one it? has really sluggish controls. I think it's Bethesda. Ooh. Wow. What a fucking surprise. Bethesda, yeah, so I'm the like, company that's like, we're not giving review copies of any games yeah, out ever again. Oh, yeah. So here, here's the thing. It's... uh. It's it's published by Bethesda, made by Arcane, so the mm. same people that made Dishonored and Dishonored 2. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I didn't Good realize work. Arcane was behind uh, Dark Messiah, Might Look, and Magic. What's Arcs? Yep, that's their origin. No. That's their origin. Oh. Uh, wow, they really built themselves RPG. up from the fucking ashes, if that's the wow. case. <laughs> yeah. yeah, before that was Arcs oh, Fatalis, writer, which actually did okay. Apparently, the writer has to get for, a message uh, for you, Arcane, which is get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> the writer, one of the writer credits on our on Prey is uh, Chris Avalon. That's cool. Who is that? Uh, he's um, he wrote Fallout Two, Baldur's Gate, Planescape Torment. Oh, there we go. That's uh, actually pretty good. That's a lot of writing. Kotor with Neverwinter Nights Two. Like Chris Avalon has written a lot of um, our favorite games. Game. With luck. They've learned from Dishonored. Uh, it looks like they've patched Dishonored up, so the performance issues are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably be buying it on PC because shooters on consoles are kind of hell for me. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, because you're like, my delicate little, like, joints and carpels. <laughs> no, actually, it's more just like I can't aim for shit on console. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's also I'm, true. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty impossible. good at aiming on console until it's third person. Then the camera yeah. swivel gets really weird. And it never yeah, feels I remember right. I read a very interesting study where there's this one studio that was um, making a game where it was cross-platform, where you could play PC versus console, and they scrapped yeah. the idea because even the most mediocre player um, with keyboard and mouse was able to destroy like experienced players oh, yeah. on there's a, there's a huge controllers. Yeah. There's one so yeah. exception like, I found. It's not going to work. Yeah. Hmm. I heard about a weird exception where apparently the Shadowrun game on console was like like the console players would often win versus the PC players because of how like skills and stuff worked as far as controller mapping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like their aiming was worse, but the aiming kind of wasn't always the point. And so like they would uh, still yeah. win weirdly. But that game's can't test that now. That game's been gone for so long. The Shadowrun shooter. Shadowrun, oh uh, yeah, wow. Yeah, the, it was that brief time where there was a Shadowrun shooter and everyone was mad at it because this isn't my Shadowrun. And mm-hmm. then eventually we got the Shadowrun uh, CRPGs. But uh, for a while there, the only Shadowrun game was uh, was a, a first or third person shooter that was a multiplayer, online only, like, squad thing where you picked characters that had different abilities and tried to have, like, squad compositions on the, on the tail of, like, Team Fortress 2. Mm-hmm. And that was a weird there, direction to go with Shadowrun. Aren't there Shadowrun RPGs, like as in tabletop ones and other things too? That's the origin, or I believe. Thing? Isn't yeah, it? There I see. Are, uh Shadowrun has always been a uh a super viable alternative to D D to uh to D D, but it's never it 
it didn't sell itself particularly well for years. So like, most people only kind of hear about it. You have the same fantasy races. I mean, it's the I mean, it's, it's the, ne- the it's the most niche like type of gaming ever, practically, and the only household name in the entire genre is D and D. Yeah, like they just win by default. Numenera, like torment. Oh, bad. Other things, really? Yeah, it uh, did not do great. Uh oh. Okay. Hmm. I heard it's pretty much Didn't just torment. Do poorly too. Also. Yeah. Like yes. the original game. Yeah. Like uh, just, maybe finally... it had a really big cult following. So yeah, but that's that... not... oh, the original Planescape like, Torment. Yeah, that didn't go so monetizable. <laughs> yeah, the original Planescape Torment um was pretty underwhelming. Like the, the it's idea not a bring, particularly great game. The idea of bringing back Planescape felt slightly weird on a monetary level because it's like it's like when people talk about bringing back Psychonauts or Beyond Good and Evil or Mirror's Edge or mm-hmm. this other Psycho- one. I think Psychonauts like, ended up being a financial success. It took it's like just years, took though, a, didn't it? It took them a while. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it took um, getting I, onto Steam to. Would get it be there. met with the same kind of reception that something like Ukulele would be? Uh, I mean, if they made a sequel for it, because it was that old time collectathon game. Um, sort of. I would. I would argue that. Um, they would be able to find Psychonauts a way to modernize it. Might be a little bit more modernizable because Psychonauts mm-hmm. One was a little bit more combat focused, and could probably like handle the transition better. Then mm-hmm. I think one of its primary draws is basically its writing. Yeah, like. The the two things people praise Psychonauts for, like that, that I hear as somebody who still hasn't played Psychonauts, is always level design and comedy. Yep. Yeah. So basically, Tim Schafer and Inception. That was one of the early Let's Plays that Wander had a series. Yeah, and then we lost the finale. That was. Oh, we lost the finale. I've had that experience. That was mm-hmm. that oh, was boy. a kick in the gut. Yeah. Uh, this was back in the days of. Um, when you were uh, playing Psychonauts. When I was using <laughs> DX Story, um, and and then it was just gone. I, I yeah, I think we didn't have a commentary track, or maybe maybe the video mm-hmm. was choppy, but effectively recorded for two hours, and I wasn't properly managing my save file, so I'd either have to play five hours to get back to where we were, uh, which was like right. half the game. Or yeah, I remember DX Story is such a recommended software, but like the one of the biggest reasons I switched specifically to OBS all the time is because it gives me meters. Forever, yeah. all the volume sources, yeah. so I can tell they're working, and there's a preview for the video working, and I'm like, yes, and I know DX my recording is not going to just be so gone. Much hard drive space. Yeah, DX Store's main main uh, failing was just the fact that it was so. It was a lot for me, easier for to me, use. It was the than... paranoia. Yeah, <laughs> paranoia. Yeah. It was easier to use than um, what's that other software? Fraps. But, oh god! Like honestly, just use OBS. I remember when <laughs> Keith was still using Fraps. Yep. Yeah, that sucked. Did you have seventy hard drives? How did how did that work out for you? Um, I did mm-hmm. have a lot of hard drive space, and I, it was a it was a very specific period of time where I wasn't creating volume in I was wasn't creating content in volume. You were really. still with sand game, sad games, sand yeah. games. Like I was the, 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 I was recording at home as like a hobby, screwing around, and like oh, what? I'd be like oh, let's record like uh, twenty minutes of Outlast, and then make a video out of it. Like that was mm-hmm. that was my routine, as opposed to nowadays where it's like I'm gonna record for four hours across six different games and stuff like that. And all, <laughs> and like yeah, now I have like oh wow, I have a unified software that can do all of these recordings and stuff like that, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I can just and I have it all. I have it's like switchers and 
input switches and all these other things going on around me that'll like make it possible to do it without even getting up at this point to switch all these different games. I have a row of controllers that are all plugged into different things. <laughs> Just a, like you, 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 the more you do something, you find the ways to streamline it all in a factorio sort of way. Which is probably why we're all playing it so much. <laughs> yeah, Factorio just appeals to our inner need to bring order into our lives. Yeah, that does not exist. Factorio has ruined me playing other sandbox games, because, like... <laughs> like, I've been playing Slime Rancher, which is, like, Kitty's sandbox game, and I'm like, this game needs automation I was bad. So I was so confused when you launched that all of a sudden, and, like, that's when that was what you were doing. This looks like the old-time Dune or Sid Meier's games. Uh, yeah, Which kinda. One? It definitely, uh, Factorio. Oh, Factorio? oh yeah, it looks like Alpha right Centauri. Now. Oh, come on, Wander. Are you, like, I'm playing your own around. world or something? Yeah, well, not. Uh, one, th one thing that I I'm never really sure have gotten... just like, in our world? <laughs> no, hell no. Mm. Uh, and if I, if I do do that, uh, I'm gonna have, like, a separate branch save file to mess around with, like, a build, but no, I'm not gonna do that. Um, but, uh, like... This game, it's just so hard to ex describe, like, exactly every reason why Facto Factorio is, like, super appealing. Um, it's, I find that with sandbox games, unless you're rewarded for almost everything that you do, it gets frustrating. I guess, yeah. <sighs> I mean, in yeah. many ways, Factorio is not really about the sandbox. Like, the sandbox is just a thing that's generated as a map for you to do the thing that is otherwise just a puzzle game. Yeah. I guess I just like how scalable it is. Like every other like every other game has this... space chem. Like it's it just yeah. happens to be on a Minecraft overworld. Yeah. I just I really appreciate how how like little f effort it takes towards the end you're just like all right, I have my entire resource chain put together. It's just figuring out the next two mm -hmm. and then I'm good to go and it, it's just kind of that forever. And that's I don't know. Nice. It's, the, the thing about Factorio is that they utterly nailed the concept of progression. Yeah. In like what it means into Factorio. And like that is just so satisfying to like grind up um, mm -hmm. because they automate like the concept of like automating towards like the <laughs> tail half of the game. Basically like it's a game about automation and putting down factories that make things and tracks that take them between things and arms that grab stuff. Mm -hmm. But then eventually and you're then automating eventually... the part where you're creating blueprints that drones will follow to continue to make the rest of your base that automates things that then will build yeah. more drones <laughs> that automates more base to more, more blueprints. Eventually you can set up like your base to just be like a self replicating <laughs> machine that just keeps expanding out. And then you can just you create just horizon serotonin. <laughs> I was just about to say yeah, that. That's funny. I was, was watching Wander play that part, and it's like, <laughs> that's how the world ended. Shell was... Uh, Shell was I was guessing it long yeah. way off. Shell was super uh, cheesed at me for playing that without her. By the end of it, she's just like, really? Well, mm. I was becoming quite engrossed with predicting, you know, in what manner the world ended. Yeah, this was, like, was, right. this was like leading up to a convention. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, so I was working so on other leave. things. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, she just had work to do. Because we, it wasn't a convention that we had to drive a long ways out for. This was in town, mm -hmm. but I still had to create my product and sew dragons. All my dragons sold out. I had That's six, good. I had six of them with me the first day, and they sold out within the first hour. I'm like, oh no! And half of the people were like, 
I bought a dragon from you last year, or my friend did, and now I'm coming back for one. And it's like, okay. Just think when you get Yay. big enough, you can just sell them all off of Wanderbot's fame. Uh, just go to the Wanderbot channel where you can buy shell dragons. Shell dragons, Aww. yeah. That'd be, that'd be nice. It's just that it, it takes about an hour and a half to make each one, and I wouldn't want that to be my life. Just sewing dragons You don't want to become like an actual like Chinese sweatshop? Well, that's, <laughs> just like that's making the same stuff to animal over and over again. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But it's funny because no, that's fun. people's real lives. And then, yeah, for the second day, I had four because fortunately I had finished another uh, set of them like halfway through, so it was faster to get through them for that night. And they mm -hmm. sold out within the first thirty minutes. It's like, oh, <laughs> you're going to where people want to buy things like that. Yeah, and then so. saying buy thing, it's cute. <laughs> oh, actually, it was it was so much fun. Uh, so a girl had bought one for me last year, and she came back to buy another one for herself. And then her two mm -hmm. roommates came over, and they're like, you know, our friend has a bunch of these now, so we each want one. And so now they're they probably have like in their apartment four or five of my dragons. And it's just funny. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> Can I buy a soul dragon? Uh, yeah, I I will be putting them up on my Etsy shop. Hopefully, I like buy, within the week. I want to buy ones that are the same colors as my bunnies. I can add your Etsy shop to the podcast notes, and they get the exclusive. <laughs> uh, I, I suppose it's just that I need to I need to figure out potentially like international shipping because I know that that's a major thing. Oh yeah, and. And then uh, we have we should get a PO box. Yeah. Uh, because unfortunately, uh, every time I've taken a package, they're like, "You need to put their return address on this thing." I'm like, "But that it's gonna be our address." So. Can you have a PO box as a return address? I hope so. <laughs> Let's find out. I never thought because, about that. Because a PO box. It's at the same time. It's still directed to you. It just doesn't. It doesn't it show like your home you location. It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hey, you can use it as a return address. Why not? Okay, good. Because that way it's like at the post office. Yeah. PO box is like one of those things that simultaneously like it'd be super exciting and also terrifying. Of like so this, the answer like, is oh, yes. You can have a PO like, box. What as the a coolest address. stuff could arrive in this thing, but also like. Oh, people could just send things to this. Oh no! Well, yeah, it's better that they send it to that if they want to send you anything than they send it to yeah. your like house. It's like, do you want to get anthrax, Keith? Like, don't people just get human waste in PO boxes sometimes? Like, it's yeah. just like a, a oh, yeah. that's just like a fun thing that happens to people. <laughs> Actually, this is the you whole get all anthrax. sorts of crazy shit. The in whole anthrax comment reminds me of uh, when I was rummaging through some stuff at my house, uh, my parents' house. You found anthrax. No, no, no. I found, yeah, I found know, old, like old a turn. CDs. I found like a turn of the millennium, like those little two thousand packets. Like, what do you remember from the year two thousand? And I scribbled Thornberry. out. I had scribbled out two thousand, so it was like I think it was probably two thousand one or two thousand and two, because I only filled out a couple pages in it, and Bush was president, and the only thing that I wrote. Like to the fullest extent was like what's new in the news, so I talked about the twin towers, anthrax, uh, anthrax. <laughs> I, 
people are putting anthrax in people's letters. That's nice. That's very bad. You know, no, that's I was great. Like, I was like ten years old. We gotta at spread. The time. We gotta spread the thrash metal. Um. Oh, <laughs> what else? Uh, oh, anthrax is good for you. Is my favorite. You know, no, 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 no. I didn't write and that. That's why Not anthrax is good for you. It, it was about the war. I, I, I was writing about what was it? Afghanistan and Iraq and I'm oh, looking Israel forward and Palestine to a new game again. called Halo. <laughs> and and then at the very end for like what's new in the news I, apparently I must have been a huge fan of Terminator and Terminator 2 then because my, my father always had the VHS's but like mm-hmm. for my favorite movie on another page I'd written that it was Terminator 2 um, but then I said the only good news is Arnold Schwarzenegger's running for governor of California oh my goodness <laughs> I thought that was so funny wow. we those were good times <laughs> We should go back to those that was days. Was time? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember at the time the primary thing I remembered about his campaign was the fact that he put out this uh, campaign ad where it I I swear it sounded like he said give me your boat and I was like why oh, does he want vote. our boats? Why does he want our boats? <laughs> like I was, as a twelve year old I'm like how, how why does he, he as want a our boats? I suppose you would know Keith since you he was live an interesting in governor. California because I. No, I, only, governor. I have an interesting perspective on life, which is that I've never heard anyone talk about the current state of affairs of the United States in any context other than it being horrible and miserable and the worst that it's ever been. So I don't mm-hmm. fucking know what's going on in the United States ever. I can't I can't tell anymore. I, I'm abundantly <laughs> aware of the fact that I am an incredibly privileged person that's had a very easy life. And so I don't mm-hmm. notice when things are going terribly and everyone never no one ever says things are going well. So I can't tell when they're going terribly for real. <laughs> That's the only way people talk about the world is how it's the worst year that's ever happened. And it's been the worst uh, year that's ever happened for like 27 years now. Yeah. I don't know. I apparently a uh, 10 year old me thought it was awesome that, you know, the Terminator was running for. Some well, yeah, kind that's of probably why he won. Is people thinking that? Yeah. To be fair, it actually sometimes works out. Don't we currently have like Al Franken? He was a comedian. And I mean, Ronald uh, Reagan well, was yeah. an actor in his day, but he, I mean, he we like we like to nominate celebrities. Office. Yeah, uh, isn't yeah. there a YouTuber in... is currently a governor of somewhere right now? Really? Yeah, Which I think one? so. Really? Uh, what was it? Uh, I was watching something from like Psychic Pebbles, I think, or something, and they men- they mentioned a friend of theirs of- and a friend of John Tron's who is like currently like governor somewhere. I don't huh. know. That's like, weird. The, the people just. <laughs> go on to do other things in their lives but yeah a lot of pol- a lot of famous people just become politicians because it's like a free mm-hmm. boost yeah he I mean, uh, I... schwarzenegger was um he was a he was a reasonable governor he wasn't great he had some mm-hmm. he had some scandals because he had like this weird corruption well thing also there was on. the nanny baby yeah or maybe yeah baby. he had he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't horrible. Like, the state didn't catch on fire, but he wasn't particularly good. But he was reasonably popular, so they had that going for you, which goes a long way. <laughs> How many Terminator movies has he done at this point? Because I thought there was one that came out this past year. Obviously, not a huge hit, but... Genesis <clears throat> is some flaming hot just garbage hole. <laughs> like, it is the worst movie. <laughs> I had to Didn't force have- myself to keep going. Like it was rough. 
<laughs> that was the most recent one, right? Yeah. 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 The main reason didn't... I watched it was because I couldn't bring myself to quit multiple movies the same night because I had just I had just given up on uh on the uh, first reboot TMNT movie. Oh wow! Mm. Yeah, I saw that. That was the hottest garbage. I had a free subscription to uh, Amazon Prime for a little bit. I had a free subscription to the awful movie channel. I was using the free (laughs) trial, and I ran out of stuff I wanted to watch, and started watching the shit that I just hadn't seen yet because I didn't want to. And yeah, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get through ten minutes of TMNT. I just couldn't. Everyone was just self-narrating their their character traits at the screen, that, and I'm like, "What well, the fuck is this writing?" That that movie to begin with was irredeemable, though. Yeah, there's like, there's nothing yeah. there's nothing watchable about it. It's just so boring and awful. I saw that with my family. So then Show, I, were you so there then I turned on Terminator no? Genesis, which is mostly I, just stupid. I probably watched it with you because it was that was garbage, mm-hmm. and like I will watch. Movies. Garbage. <laughs> yeah, I will. I I will gladly watch garbage. Honestly, <laughs> it's um, interesting when some movies that you anticipate to be garbage are actually decent. Um, we should totally, if we oh, are yeah. ever in the same buildings together, just watch bad do movies a Mystery together? Science Theater three thousand thing. Oh, absolutely! Oh, like I mean, do a could... do a commentary track for a movie. Dude, we could hey, we could totally do that. We don't need to be in the same building. All you guys have to do building. is pick my brain of like all the '50s films no. that I had ever watched. We just have and to time. Half of them would just make you laugh. We basically just all have to load, mm-hmm. load up Netflix and press start at the same time, and then do yeah, a exactly. podcast over it. As long Dude, as we're no within way. a couple the of seconds of each other. Times. Yeah, that's no. that is true. Like, uh, like as much as I love doing stuff with you guys. Like there's a very real like benefit to being in the same room as people, and there's an energy oh, level to it. Like I. Like nothing will fully replace the exact feeling of like doing sad games, basically, as, as right. opposed to like doing stuff over Teamspeak. And like, holy shit! Like one of the mo- biggest things that showed that kind of thing was when we tried when we tried to play things like uh, like I love tabletop games, and we tried to play like stuff on like what's it called tabletop simulator, and it's kind of miserable. <laughs> like mm-hmm. no one's having that much fun, or uh, there's no mm-hmm. energy. Everyone's just kind of droning. Like, is this how I do? Th- okay, and who's next? And all right, we're now doing this thing, and like fucking, we tried doing cards against humanity, and like it was almost never anyone laughing. Like it's there's no, like it, it's a it's already like a few steps you have to do to make that work on a, at a table, but doing it at a, on the, the internet, like it's so removed, and there's no energy because everyone's sitting in a dark, cold room in front of a computer screen across yeah, the world. Yeah, you can't look at, you can't give each other shifty looks over your cards. Yeah, there's no. so much of the so much of the uh, so much of the dynamic can be lost that way. So yeah, it probably would be a bad idea to do a a, a commentary track all, all over the internet. It's worth trying once. Yeah. Yeah. Just to be I, like, I like, I like the hey, idea. Well, I'm of gonna doing... say the funny thing now. I'm yeah. gonna say the funny thing now. No, you oh, man. Yeah. I like the idea of doing yeah. like oh, a boy. a movie night. That just reminds me fun. of our uh, tour playthrough where our characters had like a little meter to show who was going to say their line next. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, trying to figure out how to react to that. some of that stuff would be tough. So I'm sure it'd be fun. Recent, recent conversations we've had today have kind of led, actually kind of lead nicely into a question I've been putting off for a while that I think we should get to. Uh, I don't know if we should have that. I don't know, Keith. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. I don't know, man. It's fine. We can technically right. edit it out if we really want to, but it's fine. Hey, what's going on? Uh, so people want to know why we don't talk about politics. 
Um, and I thought that that is enough removed from politics to be a safe conversation. So, I mean, I was always told no religion, no politics, because yeah. people will have very polarized opinions, and you don't want you don't um, want to alienate uh, a number of people, or you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess Keith, you and I are kind of both in similar boats. Where like your dad is fiercely political. Oh yeah, and we we are around a lot of pe- uh, political people who disagree with us, which probably gives us a lot of reason not to talk yeah. about politics a lo- so, most of the time. Uh, I I got a couple of things. Mine are probably a little bit milder because my main like negative influence died, so it kind of doesn't matter. But uh, I had like a very fiercely political uncle who is like super religious and everything like that, and because of him, I've always just kind of backed off of those things because like. He found my school mail, like my school email, when I was in high school. I what? didn't even know and I had one. He was sending one. you propaganda. And yeah, stuff? and he was sending me propaganda, uh. um, <laughs> which was super not okay. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I pretty much did not talk to him for the ten years up until his death. Um, and uh, this, is, this was the uncle that had burned all his video games. Yeah, this is the, the uncle that burned all all of his yeah. video games. This is the uncle that. Uh, he just... He could have at least, you know, given the them to the... Brain. Yeah, yeah, at some point, his to brain went, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> and... That's just yeah. how it went, I guess. I don't know. For me, it's just, like... in When it comes to polit- uh, political issues, and even religious issues, and anything su- sufficiently in that sort of scope of things that people often don't talk about on purpose, it's that everyone thinks they're right... And they're very emotional about how right they are and why they think that way. And even bringing it up, it just suppresses the ability to have conversations. Like, the thing that brought me to YouTube in the first place was Mm -hmm. to make a channel where people discuss politics. Like, that's where this started. What? Yeah, really? yeah sit and discuss. Channel? That's what sit and sit- discuss was. Was a disc- it was it was going to be like a debate channel and stuff like that, and huh. it went to shit because at the moment, as you know, at the moment you try to have a conversation with anybody about anything that they actually really care about with opposing opinions, yeah, like people get yeah. this angry about fucking whether or not Star Trek reboots are good enough and stuff like that. You think you can have a, a civil conversation about like immigration? And, like, that's going to go well on the internet. Like, people are so emotional about this shit that no one... Like, I have been in so many political conversations and listened to so many political conversations and been witness to them. With So it's not even just my way of doing them, but seeing other people do them, too. And, like, I've never... I never see anyone change their mind about anything. I just see yeah. things get more and more heated until two people stop talking. And that's the yep. end of the conversation. And, like, mm-hmm. it just... They don't accomplish anything... In for the most part, mm-hmm. and the internet's really shitty because it it's great at creating little like little cult situations where everyone can just talk to the people who agree with oh, them. Yeah. Go to your subreddit mm-hmm. and go to your like I subscribe like I I listen to uh fuck whether or not you What's... like Donald Trump I don't care too much but goddamn watching the Donald subreddit show up and like uh-huh. take over Reddit for pretty much the entire year I quit this site I know Bird did yeah like, yep. I'm sure the guy probably has some merits for certain groups. Personally, I don't like him, but, like, whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. watching a site that I go to daily turn into a place where people are... Vitriol. So vitriolically, like... 
calling for like various people to be like arrested or hanged and like like some really racy shit i was just like i'm gonna back off of this like real hard i've actually removed myself from most political stuff i've i've experienced on the internet because i've becoming aware that even like just because you agree with something doesn't mean that it's a good source is a real problem Mm -hmm. so like like there was a period of time where i was subscribed to the young turks and then suddenly i'm like wait a minute this is like this is like liberal fox news <laughs> like this is like really bad media this is not and i don't know if it's changed mm-hmm. in the meantime or anything like that but there was a p- period of time like one, one of the things that really broke me was actually there's a moment where uh the host jank was like he he brought a guy on his show just to yell at him for a book he wrote he wrote but he never read the book he never read the book <laughs> so like he was uh-huh. yelling him about the name of the book basically and had nothing else to offer and there was like a 20 mm-hmm. minute video or something and i'm like this is not news. This is not a source mm-hmm. I should ever expose myself to. And that's most of the internet is so much garbage like that. And it it, it, it feeds off of riling people up and getting people emotional because that's what makes them come back. And so at some point, the entire internet becomes like Breitbart versus the Young Turks and everyone's angry about stuff and no one's talking and understanding each other. And it's easy to st- stick with your stance because the, you don't think the, of the enemies as being human or as being like fully capable of thinking the same way that you can like a lot of political arguments almost always devolve into like calling people these weird words you've gotten used to calling your opposition because of the Mm -hmm. fact that you think that you're a thoughtful clever person and everyone else isn't (laughs) and that's why they think the way they do and it's like anytime it's very interesting you can say the word cuck i'm just like all right i'm I'm gone (laughs) you can tell what circles people run in by just listening to like what keywords people say oh god um and you can immediately like infer like it's so if you're familiar enough with this stuff you can like infer like what websites people go on to and like what like who they talk to by just like listening to like how they say things yeah like who's saying cuck and who's saying tiny hands and stuff like that like yeah yeah start tracing everything back because they all have a source that they get their thought their entire thought from cheeto um Mm -hmm. What's appalling, at least as of late, is uh, like I always thought that politicians were supposed to be like very measured and you know open oh. to diplomacy. I mean, they're they're diplomats in a way. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. So everyone's what? angry all the time. I you just reminded me of a, a specific thing that came out earlier this week that I but, actually do uh, want to talk about. But yeah, I'm, I, I'm just <laughs> surprised at all the name slinging, and I actually I lose uh, interest in a politician's uh, like in their cause or their voice when when they start method... saying really reprehensible things to win an argument or something. Yeah, well, well not oh, just yeah. that, not just that. When the basis of like their argument for the reason why they should have a position is, oh, this other person is terrible. They they don't they mm-hmm. don't build their argument for themselves oh, yeah. up. They try tearing the I, other person. I down. really miss the days when like presidents were up for election and it wasn't just nothing but attack ads. Attack ads are uh, terrible. Attack ads are so boring. The, a period of time where it felt like politicians belonged in suits. Mm-hmm. And not that they just got one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a. Yeah. And for me, like, I just think, like, people are coming to our channels for, like, video games and yeah, silly mean, escapism yeah, and stuff like that. So, like, bringing up politics people. is kind of pointless. 
The other thing, too, is I know that there are a lot of people out there with media channels uh, and they start showing things like the cup of coffee they've had in the morning and pictures Mm -hmm. of their cat and stuff. And I understand that those are a part of their like persona and stuff. But I almost wonder, like, what's what's the degree of separation that you want between you as an individual, as like a person that's relatable versus... Uh, an entertainer and your image, your public image. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I want people to like know and understand me to some degree, but I don't want like anybody to be talking to me about like deeply personal things. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. talk about religion. I don't talk about like my personal issues with various people. I don't talk about that stuff because it's just going to backfire, and it's not. Nobody's going to have fun with it. And I, I just have a feeling also That's where like I, while I def- while I have political views. And while I think about politics and stuff like that, I, I, it's not like I think of po- politics as being like my identity. But the moment you mm-hmm. start talking too much about your political stances online, it becomes who you are. Like mm. how many, like as somebody who, like I love watching channels that do video game analysis. I love that stuff. And do you know how many of those people currently still to this day are just bombarded with messages about being SJWs because once upon a time they expressed a political opinion four years ago that someone didn't like once and Reddit got mad at them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, what so the here's, fuck? That's why I don't ever bring it up. Um, well, it's ammo that can always be used against you in the future. Yeah. Also, but to be I totally on, honest, like any YouTuber, any entertainer that gets into politics instantly becomes less entertaining to me. Like... I haven't yes. watched a JonTron video in there months. There hasn't been one. Yeah, there hasn't <laughs> also that. There hasn't been one. But like, the there dude was been getting JonTron videos to not watch. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, the dude got really political. He watched a like, video. <laughs> sure, watched a lot of JonTron videos that aren't on JonTron's channel lately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. I don't bring up politics um, on the internet too much which is a shame because i actually really really like politics yeah um as i've slightly hinted at here um i mean i really enjoy talking politics with people that i feel safe discussing politics with um but i mean my family was uh, government workers my uncle hmm. cousins um my parents yeah. uh, are all um my dad government. works for the military my mother works for the public uh the public works department in massachusetts Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like i have a lot of um political opinions and like i've been very much like like keith is, keith brought this up kind of because um he mentioned the governor of wisconsin and i had an actual reaction because i'm aware of who the governor of wisconsin Whereas is i was and just I listing like a very much. place that came to mind mostly because i was yeah, watching fargo you yeah. picked probably one of the more divisive ones which is not a good <laughs> i just like yeah, fargo. that was pretty funny all things considered <laughs> But um, <laughs> cough, CIA bird. Yes, you are. My my parents worked for the NSA, right. not the you're CIA. Getting, but but you but for, at the rate you're going, apparently you're going to be in the CIA by next summer. Fucking <laughs> whatever the fuck's going yeah, on. Yeah, for you, people who don't know about clearance. that, I'm I'm getting I'm in the process of getting top secret clearance right now for yeah various reasons. Like he has to report to the government <laughs> when he like interacts with foreigners, which is awkward because the Let's Play group involves foreigners, so like he has They'll to do paperwork. They'll steal your tech. <laughs> it is actually yeah. something I've, I've talked about with um you all <laughs> that I haven't brought up on Discord very much yet, but I have talked about. Um, <laughs> is that very real that... thing you have to do? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's always something that 
Wander and I talked about if ever we actually worked for legitimate video game companies, they have to keep mum about the projects they're working on for oh, yeah. years. Yes. It's yeah. very, NDAs very similar are in the art world. Frustrating and hellish. Mm-hmm. I had to so sign so many NDAs to make SpongeBob games. Was part of it. <laughs> and like on, so on, anyway. top of, on top of politics, it's just that like I like I, like I've actually like kind of been hurt this way before because it's like I would like meet my all my parents friends and stuff like that and they're like oh look at look how fucking ingenious this kid is like because i know all these things that they don't know and i've got like all these things figured out and i'm teaching them all these things and suddenly they're so <laughs> impressed with me until the moment i say anything that they don't agree with and suddenly yeah i'm not supposed to talk anymore and like mm-hmm. but like at some point you're not even a kid anymore and it's like you're 22 years old and you have the exact same arc of like meeting a new person that's older than you and look at how impressed they are with all these things and look how great you're getting along and then the moment you disagree with them on something suddenly like you're just an idiot and you're a symptom of this generation and like all these other things and like and that's that that stuff gets well, held against the you the is, moment you say the wrong thing the thing is it's extremely easy to click off and then dehumanize somebody yeah it's like it's it's actually amazing how easy it is to do. Even after and, all that uh, humanizing you did. <laughs> it's yeah. Well, you I mean, just, it's something. You just delete, that, drag folder mm-hmm. into the recycling bin. <laughs> so I uh, I you know I um I don't bring up uh, politics um, at all um, because I'm really paranoid about that happening, and also just because like you were mentioning the internet stuff, like it's so. The second you become on somebody's radar screen, if you're like in someone's crosshairs, it's fucking relentless. Like, uh, and I try oh, yeah, to avoid that. The, inter- the, the way that internet like crusades anything. go is someone hears from a third sor- a third person source about what about how you said something they disagree with, and so they're just mm-hmm. coming at you based on that without even listening well, to I what mean, you say in the first place yeah, in the real context. A- Wander plays Mass Effect Andromeda, and he gets comments on his videos that are just like, like, <laughs> like calling oh, yeah. him names. All the anti-Bioware people. Because he played Mass Effect Andromeda. Yep. Like, doesn't even. It's like the, like, it's like the time we insane. talked about. Yeah, we when we were just questioning violence in video games and just talking about how it's worth exploring nonviolent concepts, and somebody called us mm. an extremist. Yeah. And 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 immediately was talking to us as people that don't want all violence removed from all mm-hmm. video games, which even though we went to great lengths to express that that's not what we were saying, and mm-hmm. like people argue on the internet for so long that like at some point they're just copy pasting the next paragraph mm-hmm. of their essay they've been working on and not even listening to what you're saying. True. Yeah. I uh, I mean I think that a lot of people, if they do ask you for your opinion on stuff. Oftentimes, it's about trying to figure out what side you're on rather than like your opinion. Yeah, I hate that. And they just want to they want to find out mentality. like should I like you or not? Yeah, is basically what they're really asking. Yep. Sometimes it's like that. Like when I had the person that at, that basically just eventually like kept asking me weird questions, then eventually just straight up asked me if I was like if I subscribe to men go their own way, and I'm like I don't even know what that is. But the fact that what you're asking it? if I'm an acronym means Please, that I already don't like this conversation. That of all things, like the simple part where they're like asking if I was an acronym was already like I don't like this conversation why are you trying to categorize me in the first place that's really concerning Mm -hmm. because that just means you're trying to come up with a reason to be mad at me basically Mm -hmm. and i then had to research what the fuck it even meant because i didn't know it i can't keep up with the things the acronyms people are mad at anymore and then i told you what it was and then you 
You didn't even really acknowledge it. You were just like, yep, okay, thanks for telling you me, know, Bird. There's, you, <laughs> you were really, like, you did not want to hear about it too much. <laughs> like, discourse on the internet is already a losing war, but mm -hmm. it's also not why what any of us are here for in the first place with our channels. So, like, it's a fight we don't have to fight. <laughs> yes. And That's so a good way of putting so it. So introducing it yeah. just for the sake of it is just a terrible mm -hmm. idea. <laughs> yeah, I have, I mean... I have extremely strong opinions um, that I try to moderate because it's not no one no one should care too much about like what I think about politics because I'm not yeah. an influential person in that domain. So like, but I have like I am like um like really like borderline like fairly radical on a lot of things and but i'm also like more interested in like pragmatism rather than like being radical so i'm more interested in like policy and like evidence-based discussion and stuff like that over anything else and that even that alone is Bird, like can you see the rest terrifying. of us from your high horse i actually have <laughs> an issue it's terrifying to me to try and discuss that with people i would i would not like want to bring that up i actually have the all. issue of uh there are some views that i share with one side and some views that i share with another and it mm -hmm. might be you tilted you're more a human <laughs> yeah yeah uh but it's it's now everything is so polarizing. If you say that you agree with one or the other, but on like different issues, then they're like, well, then what are you? A moderate? You're indecisive. And it's like, no, it's not necessarily that. Moderates are the that. best thing in the world. Yeah. They're called, it's called my being radical a sane side human is being. wanting to be like, eh, but I, my pragmatic side is like, no, no, bird. The we'll problem is fine. everyone knows that they themselves are a incredibly complex snowflake flower that's unique to the world <laughs> and incredibly special and thoughtful mm -hmm. but everyone else is an idiot category and like it's a problem yeah. it's like nobody can like you can't like the concept of a democrat and the concept of a republican like don't exist as human beings unless you're talking about literally the people who its job it is to literally be that thing embodied like, mm -hmm. normal human beings are not actually, like, the, the fucking checklist that you think one of those things is. Everybody has the giant list of personal little experiences and opinions that are completely unique to them. And if, uh, hopefully, unless they just genuinely don't think about any of this, but hopefully everyone does. And I'd like to think that everyone does, but you, unfortunately, if I try to think in those terms, nobody else will give me that courtesy. Yeah, and that's that's the inevitable problem. That's, like that's can, really such a pain in the ass. Isn't yeah, it? back in like, our uh, so hard part. to get good faith. Like, I would say mandatory viewing to supplement this topic is CGP Gray's video. This video will make you angry. Yes, that's <laughs> an just amazing about video. Everything we're talking about very succinctly, and like I mean, the idea of like internet bubbles and how they just everybody they is, they foster anger really gener really yeah. easily well, generally I, I wouldn't say it's you, internet bubbles it's just bubbles because yeah, like but i the know internet, yeah, the, but the internet is like specifically like thesis is about yeah yeah it's true it's like i guess i just know a lot of people pre-internet that live in their like community bubbles yeah. back where my like mm -hmm. relatives are and that's why like i don't want to talk about it because like my aunt and uncle very angry about my generation but they won't tell yeah. me that until they tell my parents that and like kind of when I'm not there and my mother's like, 
You do realize that, like, Wander pays no, more, more taxes than you do and, like, <laughs> a bunch of other things, and they're like, Fucking millennials are ruining the country, and I'm just like, oh, God, oh I no really way. hate the arguments against millennials. Uh, uh. Did you see the article the other day about like why millennials aren't buying diamonds anymore? And it's just like this is stupid. I didn't we don't see buy that diamonds because they're worthless. Yeah, like, sorry, we're not like spending all our money on shit that doesn't matter because we have, we're too busy trying <laughs> diamonds, to make a living. <laughs> diamonds were a like ploy in the early like what was well, it? Still the 1920s yeah. or. 30s where they're like hey we have all these the beers uh, and stuff yeah stones you know let's let's you know make diamond rings engagement rings people didn't even have engagement rings way back when it yeah there's a like, there's a video on the internet that basically talks about how millennials want hugs and bean bags and i go hey, i we go have a new bean bag. and i have like Dude, a bean bags <laughs> super comfortable i have like we a have top comment on that video that get, that gets me hate constantly so i just muted it eventually where i mm -hmm. explained that this guy's definition of a millennial is approximately 65% of the human population because of the age the date he gives for a date of birth birth and like mm -hmm. his his generalization is so vague to that it, at some point you're just talking about the entirety of humanity and not millennials anymore because the concept of a millennial is now so old that it is now the majority of the human population Millennials are bigger than boomers at this point. Yeah. Yep. Do they exclude people from the 80s then or even the late 80s? Because I know that like being early 90s. That's, a, that's millennial. We, uh, yeah. Millennial, millennials like go all the way up to like or something. Yeah. Yep. Because okay. it's people who grew up around the time that the millennium turned over, which like you'd be 15 if you're born in 1985. So it's like, yeah, like you, it, I last I checked, it is like. Easily, the See, majority of the human population are millennials. Would you yep. have to have been an adult at the turn of the of the millennium in order to be considered on the verge of no longer being a millennial? I don't even know anymore. No, the I important think that thing to is be that, not that a millennial, you demographic have to, you to be able to blame things on other demographics. Or is Gen, it still ongoing? Gen Z, no, no. So Gen Z is the the people that are after us, or the people that are leaving high school right now. That's the cutoff So like point. my cousins and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so people that are graduating from high school right now are the end of the millennials and the start of the next gen next generation for whatever that means to Yeah, generations you. are stupid anyway. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Is a generation but, like a 10-year difference almost? No, it's well, an arbitrary it's, cultural yeah. divide. It's yeah. not it's not really tied to it's time in a particularly succinct or it just comes down to how much fashion. time passes before someone comes up with the label catchy enough for people to actually use it. It's more of a zeitgeist thing, honestly. Yeah. Like capturing like who a group, a block of people by age that have relatively similar enough beliefs. I think it must be amazing to be like uh, people like our grandparents who survived, you know, the Great Depression, the World Wars, uh, and then got introduced to all this new tech that was never there before. Yeah, somebody yeah. died recently who was like what a hundred and. Oh yeah, the last the last woman that was born, born in, the in the 1800s. In the 1800s, yeah. yeah. I mean, to have lived through like the birth of flight, the space landing. Um, like <laughs> she was Italian, so like yeah. she got to see like her country, like it oh, used to be a yeah. monarchy in Europe for both world wars. Yeah, but she got to see like a monarchy give way to like democratic unions and stuff in her lifetime like holy shit that's insane <laughs> it makes you think everyone's a whole lot less permanent all of a sudden because like it's so easy to think about the certain things in your life as being like basic foundational things about how like society works 
And mm-hmm. yeah, like old, computers. Pe- are, I... But then you realize that people are older than many of the things in society that feel permanent. Yeah, I mean, uh, um... Italy is a younger nation than the United States by a pretty healthy margin, for example. And people think like Italy must be like fucking ancient. Like, no, no, Italy is a very, very young country. There are only some countries that were liberated from colonialism in the last 20 or 30 years. Yeah, probably. I can't think it's a topic I, think, I know like, very little about Hong objectively. Kong was released. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what was Colonial it? fear, like post-colonialism is something that I don't talk about very much because it is like a really, really, really complicated subject that yeah. I know oh, like yeah. nothing about. <laughs> I know I mean, enough it, about it to be like, whoa, other people need to get PhDs in this shit, because I am not. <laughs> this topic's going to need about 12 more Kurtzacht videos. Yes. I am really glad we did not ask both long questions in the same podcast. There's always too much to talk about. We should probably wrap was, this topic up. Yeah, I was up. pretty sure this uh, was going to just wrap the podcast up. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So All we, right. We were I'll never do... able to answer as many questions from the audience? Nope. Well, that was that was a question. This is a reoccurring from question oh. from the audience. Yeah, yeah. We always keep alluding to the fact that we don't discuss politics, but really the 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 main reason that we don't discuss politics is because it's a goddamn death trap if you're on the internet to discuss. Yeah, it fucking politics. sucks. It sucks. It sucks way too much, and none of us are interested in it, it regardless of the fact that alienating a bunch of people that you don't have yeah. a reason to because it's yeah. so tangentially related to the content you make. The thing is, the thing that's even funnier about that is, I'm pretty sure that between us four, our beliefs are like basically 99% aligned, and oh, that's yeah. still not a reason that we want to discuss it because. Yes. <laughs> what are we going to do? Just sit around and agree with each other, like yeah. for a video? That's not going to be interesting. <laughs> To sit around yep. and talk about like, oh, Keith, you're so right about what you're saying. Like, who, who gives a shit? Yeah, is everyone really? looking forward to my brother's wedding that no one has a problem with in this chat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so your brother is actually getting married soon? Uh, is he engaged or promised? I don't remember anymore. Someone has a ring somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to Funny. keep track of because of the fact that we can't keep track of whether or not it's legal for 10 months in a row at some point. But California, just a real—that's yeah, a real federal. thing that happened. Is at one point well, it was legal, and then not, and then it was, and then yeah. it wasn't, and then there was I, a court thing, of, and then it wasn't. I'll, and why can't well, now, we just wasn't it get North over? Carolina or something? Well, for, uh, remember California was the one that passed Prop Eight, so like suddenly gay marriage was suddenly illegal because a bunch of Northern Californians were like, "Nope, gay marriage uh, is evil." Yeah, it's one of those like, things where my brother and I just sit here helplessly on this topic, thinking about this thing because it's like we literally can't. We, do, we can't a even talk to somebody who I, do, we can't even talk mm-hmm. to somebody who disagrees with us on this topic. We can't find them. We don't I, know where well, they are. We could are. find them, but we could have a reasonable conversation. <laughs> no, I mean, like we can't find them in real direction. life. We can't find oh. examples in real life in mm-hmm. California, even though it keeps not going legal. We can't find people who think that way, so we can't even mm-hmm. try to find out why they think that way. Like we can't. Yeah. We can only find the insane people on the internet, but they're useless <laughs> and probably not from California either. So it's like mm-hmm. it's not helpful. Like I, I'm surrounded by religious people that don't care about gay marriage. So I'm like, I literally like, I, where is the people that keep making it not legal? Where are they? They're somewhere here. I know they are. <laughs> right. Well, anyway, do we have we, a good should... uh, poop story to wrap things up with? Well, I mean, I, I told the poop story. The true story? disgusting thing today is the human soul. <laughs> and that beard oh, hair come on, man. presumably I swallowed. Listen, I don't like gross out horror. I just like the horror that makes you question existence and how everything's futile. 
So, do we have a very quick audience question? One of the best horror movies ever made is Willy Wonka. This? <laughs> this is true. Really fucked up horror movie. All those it kids is. are super dead. And then, like, in like a seven evil... Did anyone ever notice how in, in, in Willy Wonka, everyone kind of dies in, like, a way that seems to be reenacting some form of, like, Dante's Inferno? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. That, that like, is everyone a, dies I've actually never seen in Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, except for, like, the, when he gets the ticket and is being taken there. I've never seen past oh, that point. there it gets dark. Not only does everyone uh, die as if they're a different circle of hell, they physically move to new locations that are wildly different in scope and premise mm-hmm. and theme every time someone dies for the next person to die in another ironic, horrible-themed location so that they can die of it gluttony does, or greed feels. or van- vanity and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A really fucked up movie book. Whatever. Movie. That was Roald Dahl, that's, right? That's like one of my favorite movies ever made. I don't was know. Roald Dahl? I, mean, I, I, I think the, that was Roald Dahl. I read the book. The, uh, it was the guy fucking that wrote. cool. Probably. Think... It's, it's a really... I wonder if that was the premise, like, deep down. Is that it was supposed oh. to be Dante's Inferno, but for Barney audience. And Wild <laughs> was in that one, isn't it? But it's he? such a good Wonka. book, man. Like... The no. Vermicious Canids are the fucking scariest well, that's thing. That's the film. Mel Stewart, Gene Wilder. Wilder, yeah. Yeah, Charlie and the Chocolate mm-hmm. Factory, which was, yep, Roll Doll. Yep. Okay. Vermicious Canids, though. That's they're a takeaway. So Everyone up. go watch Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Maybe we should go spoiler cast Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> it's a little bit, I mean, uh-huh. it's a bit dated. Nah. Here, how about we do that? How about how about we do that for our first uh, everybody watches the movie together thing? We find... We're not going to riff Charlie and the Chocolate <laughs> Dude, Factory. It's a good movie. We... No, okay. it is a good movie, which is why we watch it, and then every once in a while point out all the fucked up things that just whoa, happened. Whoa, how are you even going to put something like this online? Because you can't you have any footage. literally just upload the audio and say... He, uh, and. And say start the movie now and stuff like that. I've yeah, that's like okay. Now the universal um, logo is on the screen. Like just try to try to sync it up with yeah. people that are watching it. Yes, yeah, I, you I've do watched my fair, my fair share of of uh, Joe, things. Joe, we this did way. that in Croatia. Don't you remember? What do you mean? I'd load yeah, up the riff tracks audio at the same time as the. You were not paying attention. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember now. Andrew and I will meet up to watch Red Letter Media commentary tracks. And like that's right. just, it's just an experience. Well, all right, next time. Uh, see you guys next play time. Play Factorio. Yeah, we're gonna go play yeah. Factorio. Th- this was yeah. for nerds save the universe. There's links and stuff and things. Go click on them. Whatever. See you next time. Politics. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Politics.